There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Greetings. Welcome in the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Gluttonize, coast-to-coast, naptastrophe, you know, the unintended consequences of a tryptophan-induced coma where suddenly you're watching television, you're listening to the inane stories of your family members you've heard for the 3,000th time, and you start to say, to hell with it, I'm drifting off to sleep. Good on you. Naptastrophe, you use it, you owe me money. That's a Harmon family trademark, and I will hunt you down. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Aaron, good to have you back in again. Smith's off probably on his 18th glass of eggnog or some laced coffee or tea. How about yourself? How'd you celebrate the day? Uh, 
A lot of eating and naps. No alcohol, though. I was proud of myself. I'm a professional. I knew I was going to be in with you today. As I said yesterday, you cast a large shadow. You are a titan in this industry, and I wanted to be 100% focused, 100% ready to go when I came in. I mean, I don't know if 100% is fair because I took a nap, but other than that, it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty tame Thanksgiving, to say the least. A little ham, a little mashed potatoes, a little nap. Uh, other than that, not that much, but there may be some alcohol after. 18, you know, I'm 21. I'm allowed to, no, right? That, that is right. You are less than three hours away from glory. Till freedom. Till glorious freedom. And, well, maybe you'll end up in a line with lots of people outside your favorite electronics store. Or maybe you want to get on those three-for-one deals and you could fight and throw bows like you're playing in one of these NFL games. Where maybe you'll do a little more than the Dallas Cowboys defense did earlier against the L.A. Chargers. Not San Diego, as Tony Romo said about 15 times. If you were playing a drinking game of Tony Romo and how many times he referenced San Diego, you were done. That nap was no longer you just saying, I'm done with the rest of you. That is your body saying, I got to go into Operation Shutdown or bad things are going to happen to me. But we watched that game earlier. That was at least entertaining. The morning game ended up being the most entertaining of it all. You know, while you were too busy cooking and welcoming all your family. And then this dreck, this nightcap. Poopfest. Two touchdowns, the last of which came, well, Kirk Cousins going the other way. They throw it in the left flat from Marshall and he dropped it. Oh, it's picked off. He tipped it to Jackrabbit. Jackrabbit down the right sideline to the 10, to the 5, weaving to the end zone, and he's in for the touchdown. It went off the hands of Marshall. I thought it was incomplete, but it went into the hands of Jackrabbit, and he takes it in for the score. Nothing wrong with Jackrabbit. I was going to say, that's a heck of a last name. Who is this Jackrabbit character? (laughs) I've never heard of him. You know, I watch the NFL every weekend. You think I would have heard of a guy with the last name Jackrabbit? No, it was Janoris Janoris Jenkins. Janoris Jenkins, the top cover corner, and... Well, you'd like to see in that call because that's what his agent's going to use. And it's great to say, that's my guy. I don't know. Unless you have the video evidence, I have no clue. No clue who you're talking about. Jackrabbit. Yeah. So the Giants, Radio Network, 53-yard interception return, made it a 10-10 game earlier in the third quarter uh, after that barn barn burner of a first half, which gave (laughs) us two field goals. Oh, that was dreck. Uh, Jamison Crowder did score uh, on a short field goal possession, 15-yard reception to get into the fantasy scoring column for you can, and for Kirk Cousins. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, so, so you are, well, you're a fantasy football guru, but obviously we all watch the NFL. I thought Ben McAdoo was an offensive genius. Like, like because, you know, I, I don't know what qualifies as a genius these days, but they win 12-9 last week in overtime. Which, Succeed and proceed. Uh, We're stealing it from Calipari. We're okay. going to go into your world of college basketball and college football, well, and we're going to steal from Calipari. We're going to take that succeed and proceed. We well, said it twice. But I was going to say, 12 to 9, I, I mean, that doesn't strike me as offensive genius territory, and now the score in this game is 10 to 10, and oh, by the way, they got a defensive touchdown. So we're talking one defensive touchdown, five field goals over the last seven-plus quarters. I don't know what quality – I feel like we just throw around the term offensive genius too much. I, I, I'm I, just throwing it out there. I don't think Ben McAdoo's an offensive well, genius. Well, I think Am I for, crazy? I think for part of it is, you know, when you hire a new coach, particularly if you're in New York, you're going to go to the hyperbole. You're going to say this guy's going to revolutionize everything. Now, to be fair, you lose Odell Beckham Jr., that is who fair. covers up for a lot of mistakes, right? Great point. You get it in his catch radius, good things are going to happen. Brandon Marshall – 
was a bust, but then he gets hurt. He's lost for the year. Sterling Shepard, hope he's feeling better. He's been dealing with migraines the last couple of weeks. I know a lot of folks and a lot, lot of folks I've worked with here at Fox Sports Radio that that it fells them, and, and I feel for them because you never know when those are going to come. And they, they It's like that bogus injury, right? You get that, that random, I don't know, paper cut or something that just hurts like hell. Migraines come out of nowhere. There's nothing you can do to stop them and for Sterling Shepard. So that's option number three, expecting a breakout. Option number four, Dwayne Harris, as you go deep down the the yeah. roster. Not that he's an every-down guy, but he was a big play threat for them. And then Evan Ingram, as good as he is, oftentimes, as you saw early in the first yeah. half, he forgets to bring the ball with yeah. him. So for, and then you have the Eli Manning conundrum of a rotational running back by committee, Orleans Darkwa, Darkwa. of yeah. our great all-name team participant, who plays well at times, but has been inconsistent. You have Shane Vereen who's nothing but a, a pass catcher at times and once in a while busts off a big run, just hasn't worked there. And then Eli Manning's a statue. So even yeah. if a pr- play breaks down, he goes into essentially that turtle mode like his older brother used to. If he, yeah. if Peyton was going to get hit, it's, you know, we have one of those toys sitting here. They you used to get them all the time where you'd have the little push button on the bottom and the legs would collapse. Oh. Yeah, that's what that's the Manning, Manning brothers yeah. had. That's the move they've been using forever. Like, oops. You know, and down and down they go to make sure they don't get crushed. So for Eli Manning, you've got that as well. Now the defense also hasn't played up to expectations. You got the pick from Jenkins tonight, but they're down to three linebackers. You mentioned That's, that. That, yeah. that is, we were talking about this in the pre-show. It's like oftentimes you get into personnel groupings. And you're like, all right, how does this mix and match? And you look at Washington's had such attrition as well. There's so many injuries there. It's a game of, of who's left standing. Really, you might as well just put Eli and Cousins around midfield and let them fight it out, which I think would be a hell of a lot more entertaining than what we've seen here. But they're down to three linebackers. No plays off. I mean, they're going Bill Belichick here. No plays off. Hey, have you ever played linebacker in your life? Here, get out there. So that's where we're at in this game as we begin the fourth quarter. Yeah, I thought Jonas Knox, who actually opened uh, for open open for us. For like, us? Yeah, Look wow, at that! Wow. It's like a comedy. Shots he's gonna fired. come back here and oh, beat man. your ass. Yeah, he is. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? He's doing the overnight show tomorrow, so I guess in theory we're opening for him. So, so it's it's a it's an even trade here. But Jonas Knox, who was on before us, he did not open for us. He did an incredible <laughs> show that's completely different from ours. I thought he brought up a good point uh, early in the show, and he said that. This is kind of a massive game for Ben McAdoo. I think we all kind of question what his future is with this team. But if you totally lay an egg on national TV on Thanksgiving night in front of America, like you can survive a bad Sunday when there's a million other games on. But when grandma and grandpa are eating the turkey leftovers and you lay an egg, uh, that's the kind of game that that will cost you your job tomorrow. It seems like he, I, I, the team is is, I guess you would say, playing well for him, as you said, Mike. You know, you can't take away from the fact that they are as banged up as anybody in the NFL right now. But they're responding well. But I just thought it was an interesting point by Jonas, who did not open up for us. By the way, he did a completely <laughs> different show. Don't don't worry, he's he's moved on. Okay, he's listening to some death metal and ready to go drink. Oh, Keep going. That sounds like a fantastic Thanksgiving night to me. But I thought it was a good point, and they're, they're showing well. I don't know if they'll win. I don't know if any of this matters in the grand scheme of whether Ben McAdoo will be back next year or not. But I will say that uh, they're playing well tonight. Yeah. So well. they, what they did was they they had their you know come to Jesus meeting. He let everybody have their say, and they come out inspired. And 
granted, the Kansas City is not the Kansas City we saw for the first month and a half of the season, and and really they're one of the most interesting teams. We talked a lot about the AFC West last night. You can find the podcast up at uh, iTunes, foxsportsradio.com. Uh, give it a listen. Stitcher, Google Play, give it five stars. I'll come and I'll personally give you a big bear hug. And let me tell you, those are worth the price of gold per ounce. Your bear hugs? No, the bear hugs are really worth it. Like, I just envelop you. I mean, I, I come off as really angry and hateful like that. But, you know, really, I'm, I'm, I'm soft and cuddly. Or so I've been told. Uh, anyway. You're a marshmallow. Well, that, come on. Now we're going back no, to the fat and soft no, jokes. I mean, really? No. You're, you're, you're throwing bows at, at Jonas? I'm still sitting next to you. You're I mean, a I'm marshmallow thinking. as in you've got, you know, the heart of an angel is what I was trying oh. to say. You're, you're a softy uh, emotionally, not physically, emotionally, okay? Now we'll see if uh, Tyshirt comes I, back with how do you talk to an angel, you know, from the heights. Yeah, see if you... you you could you could find that or whatever that name I, is. I tried to you know the guy that was nice. was beaten up on Donna Martin of Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero and then too soon man and then he well no 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 but I mean we're going back thirty years so it, it's all good isn't you know? it sad Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero we're like we're pushing thirty years because I remember I remember that but show it's on up. in reruns and people celebrate its existence then they had a second but run I, they brought remember, it back but I remember when it, when it was on in real time no you're not supposed to say that we're supposed to be twenty nine forever uh, well I would like to be and ever. And ever. You know, 29 wasn't a great year for me. 27 forever, I, I could live with But see, you get forever. past 27 because that's the rock and roll death year. So you survive that Oh, one. I don't like music, though, so that's that helps. <laughs> Did you, have you, have I ever told you this, 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 I don't listen to music. And ever like, everyone's really? blown away. How about that? I listen to sports talk. We've really taken a really left turn well, here. Jason well, Smith, Joe Fox Sports Radio, coming in from the Geico Studios. 15 minutes uh, could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Go over to geico.com, get yourself a free rate quote, save yourself 15%, and and send Aaron Torres some music. Keep going. No, all I was going to say, first of all, Tyson, you should know this from last night because there was a very popular hip song with the kids that I didn't know about. The No New Friends song, that's right. No New Friends, very hip with no the kids. No days off. Oh. Keep going. Yeah. So, no, when I get in the car, I throw on a sports podcast, sports talk radio, generally the Jason Smith show. No, if it's that. not on live, I go to the podcast. I'm a sports guy, and I listen to sports. I listen to games on air. So I just don't have a lot of time in my life, a lot of uh, bandwidth for anything other than sports. I take this job very seriously. That's all. That, that That's my whole bit on me not really listening to music. That's it. And he now has just sat, told me that everything I do outside of these walls is just a waste of my time and detracting from my performance. At least that's what I heard. And I probably you? and if you did five stars, I will owe you a hug. We're gonna do that off air where nobody's gonna be able to see it. We're gonna get back into this game. Giants and Redskins mercifully uh closing towards an end. Uh field goal kicking contest, or perhaps or or even worse, uh it'll go to overtime. Uh and then <laughs> going in the story of the day though, the continued collapse of the Dallas Cowboys at the hands of the L.A. Chargers. The surging L.A. Chargers once again putting a beating down in Big D. I can only imagine the excitement going around the Chargers team plane as they head back or head out. Yeah, that's Justin Prosper, normal executive producer. That was all Dodgers related, but I'm sure the sentiments uh, much the same tonight, and we'll see if the – got in a fight with Jerry Jones. We'll try to effort that information coming up next, but we will talk about the train wreck and all the different things going wrong for the once glorious Dallas Cowboys franchise. Because 
we could really do a big pie chart because it's all about pies tonight on Thanksgiving. Big and we could night. go into eight different sections of why it's all gone to hell for the Dallas Cowboys. And you know what? We'll do that next. It's Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Have a great Thanksgiving because Big Baller is. That is right. Listed off everything you gluttonized upon. And now we're praying to the porcelain god or laying, yelling, saying, my stomach, my stomach, get it out. Maybe it's a scene out of Alien. You're waiting for something to pop out of your gut and make a YouTube sensation. I don't know. Mike Harmon, Aaron Torres back with you, the Jason Smith Show. Find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Me over at Swollen Dome, 877-99 on Fox the Number. If you were watching any of your NFL action from the day and you want to vent, maybe you're a Cowboy fan that sees everything going down the drain, which means you're going a little deeper into the bottle tonight. Jump on in. Let us know how you're feeling. I was going to say, Jerry Jones on our TV right now. Would not be surprised if he's going a little deeper into the bottle tonight after that performance today. Well, what's funny is you have the the meme of 2017, uh, and we'll see if it carries over to the new year, has been the sounds of silence, the old Simon and Garfunkel song, uh, with the video of someone grimacing, crying, wiping their brow, whatever the case may be. And there was a good 45 seconds. Normally, it's a five-second clip, and you just get that that opening pinging sound. And so you know what it is. It's un, unmistakable if you know music, which you know, know this. Yeah. Come on, you got to at least know this because it's a, a landmark song. Don't know it at all. You're dead to me. Yeah. You want to play the disturbed version in, instead for him and, and really give him a range there, Alex? <laughs> the, the fact of the matter is that you've got this iconic song. So normally you hear the opening of it. And it's become just the, wow, I know what's coming. And then it's within 10 seconds, you've got the facial expression. The Jerry Jones one that was going on today was a shot that they just kept in the owner's oh, box. Yeah. And it's a minute long. You get like, they're going to have to copyright problems because yeah. si- Simon and or Garfunkel are going to come for their pound of flesh. But it's funny as hell because you see the contorted face of Jerry Jones as everything that he built and all expectations of this team crumbled around. Well, and I was going to say, too, I mean, the thing was, it's not just that they're good, they're bad, they're this, they're that this year. It was that last year was such a, just an everything went right year, and it felt like you were building something. Dak was back. Zeke was back. The offensive line, which you've put together through shrew draft picks, the defense, Sean Lee's healthy after a couple years where he's been in and out of the lineup. Everything was lining up for this year. So it's not just that Jerry Jones is in typical Jerry Jones form where he expects to win the Super Bowl every year. It's that everything went so well last year. And to see a complete 180, to see the the organization just, I don't want to say take a step back in every way, but just everything that went right last year, that's everything that's going wrong this year. And so, yeah, I I understand why Jerry Jones was, uh, why he was just, Speechless, for lack of a better word, today. All I can say is this. I understand the missing of Lee in that defense, and we've seen them outscored now 92-22 to 22 with him out. But even with Lee playing, this is the defense I anticipated prior to the season. Based on yeah. suspensions, moving around, the schedule being that much more difficult, figured the offense would take a step back. And for Jerry Jones, obviously, he's looking at the, the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Looking – towards the the great beyond not to kill him off but <laughs> but just the idea of this is as close as he's been well to those glory years right and he had his new triplets yes. he had his new triplets he had Dak and he had Zeke and he had Des Bryant well Des Bryant has been 
a bystander yeah. of late, as you see the box in one going on him. Yeah. And, see, I got to bring your, your basketball like terms in. Uh, so Terrence Williams, I mean, you saw it on a couple of the big plays. Like, you've just got him absolutely surrounded. If, if Williams is going to beat you, so be it. Jason Witten called a team meeting. That's that's an act of desperation at this point. We got rally troops. You, you don't play D. You don't play yeah. D, and you've been allergic to the painted grass for as long as I've I've watched football. I mean, great tight end between the twenties, but rarely do you see him being the sit down guy uh, in the red zone and, and availing himself as that target. They've taken Cole Beasley out of games, and what you've seen for Dak Prescott, the best thing he did today was his post game suit, which was this yeah. great looking checkerboard kind of bluish purple kind of Fantastic. thing going on with a big bow tie. I mean, that was the best choice he had. Otherwise, just a miserable performance from him, including a pick six, finishes with 179, two interceptions, only took two sacks. That's the only positive out of, out of all of it. Yeah. Smith was back. Martin went out with a head injury. But you've got no semblance of a running game, and right now you've got an absolute sinking ship. Yeah, what's incredible to me is that, and, and you know this because your fantasy work, for, for years we had this notion that the workhorse running back was dead that the position was dead, that it doesn't matter. And then you see the Cowboys without Zeke Elliott. And it's like, oh, no, if you have the right guy, it absolutely matters. And obviously we've seen the position kind of have a a rebirth, a renaissance with Todd Gurley in L.A., with Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville. I get that. But I don't – I mean, I knew how important Zeke was to this team, but I don't feel like I really knew until I'm seeing him without him. And Alfred Morris doesn't have that burst and he doesn't have that pop. And it's just like – it is unbelievable. It's just a completely different team. I, I know it, it It was obvious that it was going to be, but it's still – it's another thing to actually see it in practice, you know? Well, you see just the, the decided drop-off. And if you go back to the beginning of the season as we talk about the larger picture for the Dallas Cowboys, Elliott shows up out of shape. Yep. Whether he expected them to just tell him to beat it and you're suspended from day one – motivation, whatever the case was. Finally worked himself into football shape, and you saw the dominance. You saw him getting back to the player he was in 2016. Well, this is where we start cutting up the pie I referenced earlier because I want everybody to start thinking about having another piece of pie. Uh, Have one for us as we sit here in the Geico Studios. Ty shirt, he doesn't touch any of that stuff, so he wants you to eat for him. Uh, So what you saw uh, along the way is – Everybody gets a bit of blame. Jason Garrett, not ready for eventual life without Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. and having a totally separate game plan yep. implemented. Because you don't have a you don't have a running back, as you said, that comes anywhere close to the skill set of Elliott to be able to pound through. Now Smith being out That's exposes that even more, yep. right? Because if he's on the line, then perhaps you know you at least have some semblance of consistency. But you're going up against one of the better defenses that's peaking uh, at the right time with, with Bosa and Ingram uh, getting after the quarterback and wreaking havoc. And, and the cornerbacks have been playing just fantastic football uh, for the Chargers of late. But you go back through the entire process, we can assign blame. Forget about Jerry Jones is off in his old cat, own category. But Jason Garrett has gotten a pretty yeah. much a skate on all, all this. Dak Prescott's finally starting to get a little heat because it's a bad decision, some errant throws, and and just being grossly inefficient. Again, outscored 92-22. You saw the graphic that they were so quick to tell you every series, every possession. It's now been 153 plays. Oh, wait, there it is. After 154 plays, they have scored a touchdown, and that's great. But you look at the defense. 
can't get off the field. Yep. And that's part Lee. But look at the first three drives. Eight for 70, nine for 89, and 14 for 66. After all of that, you're still only down 3 nothing. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> that's the scary part if you're a Cowboys fan is that you were in this game until late in the third when Tyrell Williams had that big touchdown catch. But it could have been – it was 28-6, to and it could have been much uglier than it actually was. That is the scary part to me if I'm a Cowboys fan sitting here today is the Chargers really could have broke that wide open early in the first quarter, first half, uh, and, and really, for lack of a better term, uh, you know, made it into a laugher. And the fact that, that they weren't able to convert early allowed the Cowboys to stay in the game, that's the incredible part to me. It could have been a lot uglier than it ended up being. Well, you have the missed field goal. Novak gets hurt. Kayser comes in. I mean, we, we have the r- ridiculous on the sideline as he's attempting to uh, get himself ready for the game. And this is one of the audio gold pieces from earlier today. Here's their backup kicker. Kayser just a bit outside. Uh, if you're going to yeah. miss that net. From three yards out. <laughs> He's warming up, going into the kicking net, and boots it into the crowd. Happy souvenir for a youngster. Somebody, I'm hoping it was a Cowboy fan, because that's the highlight of the game. Okay? You got the punter booted one into the stands, and you got a free NFL leather football. So you got at least $100 of value out of what you saw from today. But it changed the complexion of the early part of the game. So that was just hanging in the balance of the Chargers aren't finishing these drives. Yep. They have to go for it on 4th and 13. They failed to convert. Again, after a long drive, you had 17 plays, 159 yards, and you had zero points. And eventually the dam broke, and I know later people were waiting for the last touchdown to tack things on because, well, for fantasy purposes, you were hoping. Uh, and if you're a gambler, you were looking at it going, all right, this is, has some meaning, right? No, uh, the over-under was 47, so you were still Ooh. shy of the over-under. So you weren't, even with the touchdown late, unless Dak threw another pick six, you weren't getting to the over. But we'll continue to assign blame from the Dallas debacle because they're spiraling out of control, and, well, nobody's safe uh, at this point. We'll continue also to update you on this final Thursday game on Thanksgiving Day as you celebrate with another piece of pie, maybe you've got some tunes on or you're hearing stories for the 35th time. Whatever you're doing, we appreciate on. you giving us a few minutes of your time as the soundtrack of your life. Mike Harmon and Aaron Torres, the Jason Smith Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll continue that, continue the Cowboys, get into a little of that Mississippi-Mississippi State game because, well, there's some extra points that I'm going to really tick off a lot of Alabama fans in just a moment. But first, we're going to go over to Steve DeSager. And we're going to find out what's trending in this wacky world of sports. What's up, buddy? Not so wacky game here at Washington tonight, although plenty of negative, really truth-telling stats, and that's entertaining in and of itself. Yes, it is. 16 punts in this game, ladies and gentlemen. 14 combined penalties, 10 sacks. Washington has scored 10 points here in the fourth quarter to lead now. 20-10 to 10 over the Giants. A minute 16 mercifully left in this <laughs> one. For the Giants offense, six first downs to go with their nine punts. Wow. Roughly 80 yards passing, 80 yards rushing for the Giants so far in this game. Yeah, McAdoo! You got no job. Offensive genius. Yeah, legend. The highlight was when they showed a kid in the stands who was dressed literally like Ben McAdoo. Wasn't that great? With the headset and mustache and slick back hair and everything. I want to know what they used on his hair. 
He also has led the Giants to 10 points, I believe, tonight. He's responsible. <laughs> but you mentioned the uh, Chargers kicking problems with the Nick Novak early injury. At Dallas today, the Chargers wound up one for four on extra point kicks. I mean, I know it's farther back, but still. <laughs> and plus, Novak missed his early shot. So you're right. It could have been much, much worse than the 28-6 final at you Dallas. You don't have anybody that can hammer that through? Right, you don't have a lineman that just kicks straight on. I don't know, Steve. There's got to be somebody. Back in the day, in the '80s, they needed a kicker, and they brought linebacker Billy Ray Smith on to kick, and things were successful. What has happened? Philip Rivers with three touchdown passes, though his final numbers: 27 for 33 through the air, 434 yards. The Cowboys have lost three straight. They host Washington next Thursday night. So the, really, this is a preview of coming attractions. You saw the great Dallas offense. You've seen the incredible entertainment Washington has provided tonight. <laughs> and there's your Thursday night game next week. Minnesota has won seven in a row, 9-2 and two overall after holding on to win at Detroit, 30-23. to 23. In college football, Ole Miss led 31-13 with about five minutes left. The final 31-28, beating rival Mississippi State, which was ranked 14th this week. Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald left early with a serious leg injury in college basketball last night we mentioned number two arizona lost its first round game in the bahamas tournament they're playing a consolation game against smu and losing the wildcats are losing with under two minutes to go 62 57 to smu and they started that big tournament in portland a first round matchup today had portland state leading number one duke at halftime by four points Duke came back to win 99-81. Victories for North Carolina and Texas, for Arkansas and Connecticut. Back to you. Thank you, Steve. Welcome back in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. The kneel down effect, the greatest play in all of sports is underway after Eli Manning throws a late interception. So plus two for your Washington defense that you played tonight. The Jason Smith Show, Jason's off. Um, Well, let's just say, what, planes, trains, automobiles has got to be one of the few Thanksgiving movies out there. Maybe he's watching that. Maybe he's Buddy the Elf. I don't know. Either way, he's not here. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres with you into the night at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome talking about Dallas and the disaster that was. But first, we step out to the world of college football because this is going to be fun. The Egg Bowl was earlier tonight, just ended a few minutes ago, and Ole Miss comes away with a three-point win over Mississippi State. Why is this significant? Well, we've got college football coaching carousel. Last night, we talked a lot about Chip Kelly, people holding candlelight vigils, waiting to figure out where he's going to be and where these next millions are going to come from. But also in this game, Mississippi State potentially getting ready to say goodbye to their coach. But on a larger national level, when we take it all in and we talk about the college football playoffs and everything that goes into the greatness of this time of year, setting up those matchups and figuring out who's going to fill their coffers with millions upon millions of dollars of sponsor money and extra swag bags for the kids as they travel to bowl games. This Mississippi State team, on paper, coming into tonight, was the best win of the year for number one Alabama. Now, I know they lost their quarterback earlier in this game. Nick Fitzgerald goes out with an ankle injury that, uh, if you haven't seen it, don't. I'll leave it at that. Uh, he leaves the game, but he doesn't play defense. He does, he's not assigned to stop 
Ole Miss. Fought 31 points up on the board for Ole Miss. Alabama, this was their best win. Remember, they played Florida State when they were number three. Florida State has four wins on the year, and Jimbo Fisher wants to go fight people in the stands. Wants to go get another job. As long as well, there's that, too. I mean, it's all a question of on the carousel, how many uh, unicorns and golden parachutes are yeah. out there for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- to start with the um, with the Alabama angle, this is why it's going to be fascinating if if we have any type of upset throughout the upcoming weeks. Because right now, everything sets up perfectly, right? The the ACC champ will be in. The SEC champ will be in. The Big Ten champ, if it's Wisconsin. The Big 12 champ, if it's Oklahoma. Everything sets up perfectly. We got our four teams. There we go. We have the playoff. Well, Here's the situation, though. If anything else happens, if Oklahoma loses, if Wisconsin loses, then you get into a scenario where you could have a two-loss Big Ten champ, a two-loss Big 12 champ. But the reason it's important is because Alabama, if they were to lose this weekend to Auburn, everyone just assumes that, oh, you slot them in as as the, the next team up if there's some kind of upset. But you just hit the most important part, Mark, Mike, is that they don't have the resume of a team that is deserving of a college football playoff berth. You know, everyone wants to go back to last year and, and kind of draw the parallel with Ohio State. Ohio State had a lot of good wins throughout the year. Alabama, they have the brand name. I don't think anyone doubts what Nick Saban is capable of, who he is as a coach. They just don't have the resume of a team that is worthy. So they still have two massive games on their schedule uh, against Auburn this weekend, against Georgia in the potential SEC championship game. If they beat Auburn, but if they lose one of those games, we could be looking at them outside of that Final Four. Reputation and the conference and certainly the right, I think there's going to be something to the ability to be able to defend your legacy and, and all of that that plays into this. But certainly as we get closer to the college football, look, I like chaos. Like I, I, want, to I, don't see, I want to see that. where there's a bunch of debate because, well, because I, I always want to see it. These systems get better and be reevaluated because they're imperfect, right? When you have those years where there's seven one-loss teams and you're trying to parse between them. Or you look at this case, you may have a two-loss team that's trending better. Like and last on, year, on the surge, right? That, I mean, that, then you have those scenarios where you're just trying to say, what's giving us the best Final Four? What's setting us up yeah. for the best two-game, you know, three-game tournament? Uh, along the way, I, I want a third place game just for to see who oh, actually God. still cares. Um, you, you talk about, you know, everyone talks about, oh, these college athletes, oh, they're getting screwed by the system. Imagine if they played a third place game. The, oh my God. Well, the, they play all these old bowl games that don't mean a damn thing anyway. True, but it's it would be an <laughs> extra game on top of everything else. But I I don't know. It's just going to make people money. That's really all it comes down to. Oh, everything can make then, people money. Then, in college then football. I'm in. I'm I'm all the way in. So are, real quick, yeah. are you one of these? So like bowl season, this is to me the stupidest argument in sports. People are like, all oh, football, you know, because we have now 75 bowl games, uh-huh. and uh, Jonas Knox, who who set us up today, he was our lead in. Uh, you know, he's he he listed them by name and and all that. You know, we if we do that, we could probably kill off the rest of the, the show. Hour. Yeah, maybe the show, probably the show. Go slowly, but but Get some s- good meat beat underneath us. So. You know, I hear people say all the time, there's no such thing as bad football. Give me all these bowl games. I got to be honest. I really don't want to watch 
Syracuse against Middle Tennessee State in in a bowl game where there's a thousand people in the stands in Charleston, South Carolina, or whatever. Are you one of these people? There's no such thing as too much football because I'm the exact opposite. I love football, but bad football, I I want nothing to do with. Yet you watch endless bad college basketball. There's no such thing as bad college basketball. That's erroneous. That's yeah. absolutely Actually, mo- erroneous. Most of it is bad. If There's we're being perfectly eighty-five honest. to ninety percent is legitimately bad. I probably watched where like, you find one or two guys that you say, fixate on, and that gets you through your forty games, well, forty minutes. That, that's the thing to me is I'm so college college basketball. I'm so immersed in where I know, like, even if there's a team that's not very good, I can be like, okay, that guy might play in the NBA. I need to watch him. I need to evaluate him. Or you know, because I cover it so extensively, I know the high school backstory. I've seen a kid play since high school. But, yeah, no. Most of college – I've probably watched 100 college basketball games at this point. Maybe not 100, but 50. And I think I've seen, like, three good ones. So No, and that's, that's the thing. But we, we celebrate our wins wherever we find them. And that's one of the big categories that, that I, I choose to run here from the platform we have here out of the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios is that we do have just these, these ability to, to find that, that positivity, whatever it is in your life. You're reading a good book. There's a show you like to stream and you, you binge watch. You like going to the movies. You like music. You like going to live concert. Whatever it is in your life, you like just staring at your kid, even if they're immersed in their telephone and aren't looking at you at all. You know, you, you try to you, you find a little faith to keep moving forward, and then you look at the, the way that we consume sports, particularly behind the microphones here, is – I celebrate all 256 of the NFL. Are they all gems? No. We just watched a miserable, <laughs> yeah. miserable game. Granted, it's the only one on, and it, it was opposite Avatar, which I think stinks. But the the fact oh. of the matter, well, I'm just calling it what it is. The, it was, the script stunk. The CGI was great. But the, yeah, the fact is that you've got 256 and then playoffs, and then it goes away for six months. You're right. And then it's like you with your college basketball, but it builds into yep. more, right? Yep. Likewise for us, it builds into more. These are the guys that you're looking at the next breakthrough stars. You're looking for teams to emerge, teams to fall, and all the storylines that may not oh, just yeah. be in the wins and losses and the standings and the quest to get to Minnesota for the Super Bowl. And so for college bowl season, you might not stop down your day to watch them, but if you're home and yeah. it's on – it's filler. it's on to me. It's like it's like Major League Baseball. Like I'll put it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. And there's and don't get me wrong. There's uh, there's great bowl games that aren't involved in the playoff. Obviously, the Rose Bowl from last year comes to mind. I'm just saying, I, I hate these people that are like, there's no such thing as bad football. I'm like, actually, there is. There's a lot of really terrible football, and I'm not going to encourage a team going six and six by like going out of my way to watch them on December 28th when they're playing at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, let's call it what it is. It, there's pizza and there's nighttime activity. It's still pizza and nighttime activity, if you know what I mean. Get them on, get them over, get them in. Anyway, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Aaron Torres with me. I'm Mike Harmon. Jason Smith off. Coming up next, the Vikings continued their mastery of the end zone celebration. I want to know, what would you do if you could peacock around your office after a big report? That's next, Fox Sports Radio. Dance party going in effect here on a holiday. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. This is the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Jason off celebrating in the mountains, trying to find the meaning of life, searching for alternate life, you know, the aliens among us. I don't know, metahumans, maybe all of the DC or Marvel Universe. I saw Justice League earlier. I'll talk about that next hour. Uh, But we're coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to geico.com 
15 minutes ago. Thanks for spending a few with us here. Thanksgiving night. Raise the uh, raise the beverages, coffee, tea, whatever you're into. We appreciate you being part of our extended family, and we give you a big bear hug. Aaron Torres, it has been a crazy night. Arizona just dropped their second game in a row, and now we're talking college hoops. Stepping out for a moment before we get back into your celebratory mood and what you do as a finishing maneuver after a touchdown or big win in the boardroom. But Arizona falls again. We talked about it last night. College buckets, what do we learn? We learn you don't go to a preseason tournament if you're actually on vacation. Yeah, we learned that uh, your boy Aaron Torres don't listen to his preseason predictions because I had Arizona win the national championship. Buddy, buddy, they they can lose another ten games and still make the tournament, so it'll be okay. I know. Yeah, and look, look, and I think it's a perfect analogy on a night like tonight when the New, the New York Football Giants, who are not a Super Bowl contender this year, but they've won the Super Bowl twice as a, I believe a wild card in each year. All so you got to do is get into the dance. All you got to do is get into the dance. Uh, Arizona, they are a work in progress. Their, their second best player also isn't playing, a kid named Raleigh Alkins. But we don't need to get too deep into the college hoops today. But, yeah, surprise week. But, yeah, I think that's the broader point, Mike, is when you go to the Bahamas for a basketball tournament, don't show up to the game in your swim trunks. That's probably a bad sign. I'm not saying it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen either. Sometimes not a bad idea. But, you know, when it's all said and done, you got to find celebrations, as I just gave the emphatic speech as people sit around with family members. Maybe you're not getting along. Maybe you're tired of hearing your uncle's story or your aunt's story or grandma's telling you the same thing you've heard since you were five years old. Whatever the case is, look around, say thanks that they're at the table, That's right. take the victory, and then move on. Right? Take take what you can from the situation uh, and show the loves, the knowing nods to the other ma- family members that are having that same experience. And I was going to say, have another beverage too. Those don't hurt. That'll, that'll help numb the pain. There you have it. It never hurts. Now, we talk about celebrations. The Minnesota Vikings have made celebrating their ample touchdown count uh, something of a glorious uh, celebration for all of us to emulate time and time again. So today, the Vikings win. They go to 9-2. and two. Case Keenum, your hero, 282 and two touchdowns. Added one on the ground. That's four straight games where he's gone over 280 yards. 10 total touchdowns during that period as they vanquished the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford game with his 252 and one, also played injured, uh, kept rolling. Marvin Jones, the big hero uh, for the Detroit offense for fantasy purposes, of course, 109 yards and two scores. But in this game, the celebration became the let's all sit down to Thanksgiving dinner in the end zone. Pass the plates, have a little bit of fun. Remember, they gave us Duck Duck Goose. Earlier this season, we saw the Steelers mocking the A.J. Green fight in a touchdown celebration. That They didn't punch any helmets. They were smarter than that. But you go on down the line, you have a number of these celebrations that I think is bringing some element of fun back to the game in a season where we've had negative headlines time and again. At least we get five-second clips of a touchdown celebration. Yeah, I don't want to be old guy on the lawn or get off my lawn guy or whatever that guy's name is. Whenever you preface it when I don't want to be that guy, I am. Get up on the soapbox and I be am. that guy. I have no I'm happy that celebrations are back. I'm happy that we're not penalizing guys for it. But I, it's too choreographed. Like I watched that Minnesota Vikings thing today and I was like, this is lame. Like I don't think it's cool at all. I don't think it's fun at all. I mean, I, I'm happy that they scored. I'm happy that they're enjoying themselves. But to me, it was too choreographed. Like, I don't mind if you're old school, Lambo leap, jump in the crowd, 
you know, you do something crazy with the football, Gronk spike, you know, you throw it over the goalposts, whatever. I don't care. But this was too choreographed. I don't know. Call me old-fashioned, Mike. You know, I, I like my guys to run in the touchdown, hand it to the ref, and walk back to the sideline. I'm sold. The act, if you've been there, you're going into the Barry Sanders mode. I get it. I'm all about having fun. A little bit of flamboyance. When I have a big segment here, what do I do? I spike my headphones, and then I crawl to them and hope that they're still in one piece. Spike. And then I go and I get more coffee. Yeah, hey, I was and that's say, what you I spike do. something else. And, hey, hey, allegedly. Coming up next... Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Aaron Torres, Mike Harmon with you. We get back into the Cowboys and the train wreck. Dumpster fire. Welcome in. Greetings, the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. Jason Smith off for the week, getting some rest, resting up for the stretch run of the NFL season where I will just absolutely blitz him with facts and stories, and I will beat down any of his Jets conspiracy theories. What's the latest? That, you know, today he also, well, today was just avoiding the butt fumble. Okay. Even though the actual anniversary was yesterday, it's still Thanksgiving, which means it had to be shown on every broadcast, brought up on every radio show. I bring it up here because, well, it's my life. 365 yes. days a year. Some reference to the butt fumble, Mark Sanchez, the Jets, and how that has affected the life of one Jason Smith. Yeah, and you hear a lot about the Mets minor league system and the who is the basketball team is his, well, the he's Knicks, the Knicks. Right? So yeah. we celebrate Kristaps Porzingis, which everybody should be. Everybody yeah. should have been all all along. I mean, we helped inspire all of those songs that became part Porzingis, of the lexicon, like this. Porzingis, Get ready for your act, your part. You want to do it again? Well, you, see, want to, you want to participate see, this time I, instead of I, looking at me I, all t- wide-eyed I and confused? I told you in hour one I don't listen to music. But if I knew it sounded like that, maybe I'll start listening to music. And there's this, the hypnotic dance track that takes you straight in. No, there's no oh, clapping this I time. Oh, I thought I clapped. I don't know. You asked. Do I clap? When do I not clap? No, this one you just dance along and hope that you don't get dragged into the ocean because that's it. It's hypnotic. And underneath it's saying, go to the water. Uh, go to the water. Okay. Dance. So there's no hand movement. You could get some. I, I mean, that's a like dance. The, I, I mean, that's glow like stick dance, dance trance kind of music. Yeah, that is like uh, 4 a.m. in the club in New York kind of music. Right. But. And as we celebrate a holiday, 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 as we do here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, you, you can dance. Okay. You can sing. You can have a good time because what we're doing is we're celebrating. And that's I, well, as everybody does across the America, maybe if you don't have someone to celebrate with, we become that de facto family oh, with yeah. you. I'll tell you enough tales and spin enough yarns to where by the end of the night you'll want to hate me and anybody else you have angst and vitriol and, and disagreement with, you'll forget about it. It's kind of like when some, one part of your body is hurting and then you stub your toe. Well, now you're thinking about your toe instead of the other part that you may have actually injured. Same thing here. Bring so, all the hate towards me. So what you're saying, you're saying that people are going to hate you? They can. You're America's sweetheart. How could people hate well, you? Well, I, I could potentially get we people used... to turn on me. I mean, I did just call out Alabama as soft. Their schedule is soft. I don't know if they're soft. You know, they have. Well, but for the year, but it makes for a better radio line if I say they're soft. Oh, uh, okay. So like, they beat up on cream puffs. Therefore, they're just the strongest cream puff. Well, you know, and like, see, I'm a writer by trade, and I guarantee you some writer somewhere in America will be like, Fox Sports Radio host Mike Harmon calls Alabama soft, but they'll only put soft in quotation marks. They won't say he has a soft schedule. Just call, They'll just say he's soft, and then that'll start a whole news cycle. Nick Saban will be talking about you at the press conference on Tuesday. 
Oh, boy. Look if, at what you started. If I could get over with that, though, if Nick Saban suddenly has my name dropping out of his mouth, that becomes part of my reel. Oh, yeah. Well, that has- I mean, you called me America's sweetheart. I you did. Don't, that's going on my business card. Are you Very kidding good. me? Tyshirt's already got that on a loop, and he's going to add that to his next hypnotic dance track that he'll play at a yeah. college campus this weekend. So all of the co-eds and, and all, all of the jocks as well, they're all going to want to be part of the Mike Harmon Army. And pretty soon, when Jason Smith is out, the reality happens. What does that become when Jason Smith is out? Alex Tyshirt, what it's do we the have? the Mike Harmon Show. That is right! Yeah. Why do you keep introducing this as the Jason Smith show? I mean, I know it is technically, but it's the Mike Harmon show. It's Mike. Mike Harmon's, uh, you know, directing this ship right now with the help of Eric Roberts and Alex Teicher in the back. I'm just here as a bystander. You're in charge. Forget Jason Smith. He's 15 drinks deep, as we established last night. He's rereading, you know, he's rereading, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I was... Give well, him something good. Give him Tolstoy or something. No, I mean, he's looking at old Curtis Martin articles is what I was going to say. Like, oh, you know, remember that time that he rushed for a buck 80 against fill-in-the-blank team? Has he ever no. told you any of his Curtis Martin stories? When no. We, when we met him oh, at the Super God. Bowl, we interviewed him. He must have sh- shaken his hand like nine times. It, was it one he of those, like— He just wouldn't let it go. Was it one he of just those, kept like, going back to <laughs> Was it one of those, like, I'm never going to wash this hand again kind of deals? I don't know that he ever has. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. That's, I mean, when you add that in the horse meat sandwiches, then you got a problem. I miss. What was the horse meat? That horse started meat like, out there. like two days. Like my first fill in day with you was July 4th yeah. of this year. And that thing came up, whatever the horse well, meat Well, it was sandwich. the night before. Okay. We had on a competitive eater. Oh, that's right. I remember. And what he expressed to us, we had to ask the question as you get into all these contests, what's the strangest thing, strangest no. experience eating food? And he and, had and, horse and, meat? And he, well, you can play it, Alex. Once in uh, Italy, they serve it like late night, kind of like a late night hot dog. You can get a horse meat sandwich out there. Really? But you got it's got to be like after, like late night. Like if I want to go before six o'clock, I can't have it. I don't think so. Yeah, it's like a street vendor who only comes out at night. Wow. See, so you go by all the way back, and, and there you have it. Street so, vendor that you have to wait and you hope to hear the the jingle jangle of the bells. And here it comes, under the, the glory. Clo- the cloak of darkness. No, it's great, out. right? Well, and, and you don't know if he's going to show up on that street that night. It's the anticipation that maybe makes it a better see, horse meat sandwich that, than you would find by, from another purveyor. That's kind of a lame story, though, because you asked him about a competitive eating story, and he just talked about a random food no, story. No, 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 because we, we were all over the place. But, okay. I mean, by the time we, 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 we bring it back, right, you funnel it funnel it in okay. to, from the, the broad... Hey, you're going to be in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. You know, what are some of the crazy contests you've been in? And then as you travel the globe, because, you know, you're, you're chasing checks. You're chasing, chasing other, other opportunities. And maybe there's uh, a contest you get invited to based on, you know, something, you know, someone like the cut of your jib and some other thing you were eating. So you decided to go to Italy. And all of a sudden, here you yeah. hear of this mythical purveyor of quality fine horse meat see to me that just feels like you like having on an athlete and being like okay LeBron, like so let's just say hypothetically you guys were interviewing lebron yeah i know you guys are friendly he comes on pretty regular if you were like hey lebron what was no lebron's not a good example so somebody like kind of crappy so like let's say channing fry okay channing fry comes in like like give me your best calves moment and he's like well you know, I dropped 60 one time. You're like, when did you drop 60 with the Cavs? Well, it wasn't with the Cavs. It was when I was in high school. It's like, that's not the same. So this guy's telling you a horse meat story. I'm thinking this is a great, you know, you have to chug it down. And and it's it's this competitive eating victory. And it's just some random sandwich that he got on the side of the road. To me, 
I'm not sold. I don't know who this guy is. He's a fraud. That's what I'm saying. No, but the he's big a thing, fraud. He's a fraud. The the part that we enjoyed about it was he's just that over the over the time you're going to find the more exotic foods come into play. But that's right? anybody There's that's a, traveled though. No, but that that's. Just get on Andrew Zimmer, and if you're getting no, no, but that's him. No, that's him. But he looks too much like Jason, and then we could play that crazy ass thing where where now we're switching them around. But but the idea being that most people won't. They may see it. They may say, "I saw something on a menu," and that's you, and that's me. Yeah. But the the average person traveling from the United States, they won't try sushi, let alone some of the things that are going to show up. On menus globally. So, so let me ask you this, and I don't know how much you've traveled internationally. I haven't traveled a ton. But Scandinavia, what... England, Ireland, I mean, nowhere yeah. like, that's really off the, the beaten path See, or, or really different, I guess, from the fare I would me, normally eat here. That, to me, is the fun part of travel is experiencing new things. And so, like, yeah, I'll eat the random food. By the way, I've never gotten sick. For, like, everyone's like, well, if you eat that, you you know, you might get You can't eat from a street vendor and so-and-so. And I've never had a problem. The only I time sick. I ever really got sick was the stuff under a heat lamp in in England. Really? That was yeah. Fun, that was not good for anybody. Fun questionable. No idea how long that had been sitting there. Fun questionable eating story. I was super hungry when I left here last night. The, the Geico Fox Sports Studios, co-hosting with you, the Titan of Radio, Mike Harmon. I was starving, and I go to Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven, their food's kind of underrated. I I like Seven Eleven food, but as I walk in, the guy goes. He flips off the light on the food thing, whatever they where they serve food, and he goes, "Oh man, I can't serve this." I go, "I want a chicken sandwich. I don't care." He goes, "Dude, I got here like eight hours ago. That chicken sandwich has been here all day." I was like, "I'm, t- I'm taking a chance." I took a chance. As I was eating it, I was like, "I don't know if I you weren't sick. feeling well when you left the studio." But I was you hungry. Was, you eschewed my no, no, no. my invitation to to maybe have a cocktail and watch tomfoolery here in the Southern California area. I did, but but that's because I want to get home, get a good good bite to eat, and go and to sleep. It, and it, instead, you went to Seven Eleven for that good bite to eat. Yeah, so that was one where I was just like, "Good job by you." I was just like, you know, I, I, as I was eating it, I was like, I don't know if this was the best idea I've ever made, but I survived. And the point I'm trying to make is milk that, was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I survived. It's so damn hot. I'm not gonna lie. Like three bites in, I was like, you know, this sandwich. I can tell just by tasting it, it was sitting there for a while. So, but that's part of traveling. Is the point. It all started with a horse meat sandwich, this whole conversation. How about that? That is one hell of a conversation. Horse taking meat us sandwich out there. Far down a, I still a, think that guy's a fraud, by the way. I don't know that they Just sell horse up. meat at the uh, palace in, in Dallas, but they, they may want to change it up. They may want to change what's on the menu because right now the football team stinks. Uh, and going into this game. They're going to send Dak to slaughter like those horses. Oh, well, no, that too is, soon. That is kind of really what, soon, what happened as Ingram and Bosa and, and everybody starting to get down the down the road here uh, became a very difficult proposition for the Dallas offense. Now outscored ninety-two to twenty-two uh, since Sean Sean Lee's hurt and since you know Ezekiel Elliott uh, is is missing and his presence and lack thereof very very prominent along the, with the offensive line woes. They get Smith back today, but they lose Zach Martin uh, along the way. So the inconsistency on the offensive line. And then for Dak Prescott, whose best move of the day was his suit in the postgame. Big blue bow tie and had the checkerboard suit coat. Yeah. I would he like that look, right? Between Russell, yeah, no, between Russell Westbrook, uh, you got the guys that, that have their style. Cam Newton, that thing he wore last week, 
That remember that Paisley thing, right? We were talking about that tie shirt. I mean, that was hot. It was emphatic. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that's one that we're looking to see if we can replicate that and find that Ooh. in the garment district here in LA. Some reasonable facsimile. Hey, Super Bowl weekend is in Minnesota. I mean, you got to look off the chains if you're going to go dominate Minnesota. But Dak Prescott also addressed the state of his Dallas Cowboys. We're in a funk or whatever you want to call it, and uh, it's not fun to be in. We've just got to figure out ways to get out of it. As you said, me individually uh, and just this offense um, collectively, we gotta we got to get back to work and continue to, to do that and just, like I said, figure out what's going on and get out of this. We're in a funk, and we've got to figure out what's wrong. They had a pre, pregame meeting. Jason Witten, you know, Tony Romo talked about it on the broadcast. Every time they'd show Jason Witten, finish with seven catches on the day, not much in the way of yardage as, as the Cowboys were, were beaten down and relegated to really short routes along the way because of that pass rush coming forward. But Jason Witten calls a, a team meeting. Tony Romo points out, hey, you know, each one of these games – each one of these seasons has increased meaning. Obviously, Jason Witten, his friend yeah. of many years. So, you know, going into a little behind the scenes of you're, you got a guy who's frustrated, who sees the promise of what started the beginning of last year and had built a little bit coming into this year, kind of torn asunder as we get towards the second half of the season. Well, you know, the thing that I'm thinking about is, is J- I understand Jason Witten's the veteran presence, but I don't know that he's the guy – to call the meeting because he's having no no impact for this team and so to me I don't know man I just I just feel like it's I, it's a bad deal right now and we talked about this a little bit earlier but the impact that one player can have with Zeke Elliott and I know there's other injuries as you said the old lines beat up but with that said it, it's just such a completely different team without him we will g- continue talking about the Cowboys uh, things torn asunder a little bit of Jerry Jones, uh, just his reaction, and we'll uh, we'll watch it, and we'll do the play-by-play for you. Jason Garrett also spoke. We'll hear from him in just a moment as the sinking ship of the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody looking up at Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles. The Redskins with the victory over the Giants, still in the overall hunt for a playoff berth, but certainly no style points won on Thursday night. We'll talk NFC East. And the Cowboys spiraling ship. That's next. The Jason Smith Show. Fox Sports Radio. I want me some glory hope. Perfect celebratory song for a holiday. Grab your glass. Grab your extra Play-Doh pie and shuffle around the room. There, I just burned off five calories for you. Eat another piece of pie. Get it on. Jason Smith Show. Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. Jason Smith off tonight. We say thank you to Eric Roberts, Alex Teichert, Steve DeSager, all the good folks in the back. William, Katie, keeping us sounding good, getting us the sound clips. We thank you. We appreciate you all being part of our family. Peace and love. Big embrace to you all. Much much like the uh, Chargers after they vanquished the Cowboys, they went and grabbed all of them because they knew they were crying and they wanted to console them because they had just beaten them down. Uh, And even at the end, three minutes left, we don't need to score anymore. Why this game's over. It was bad. <laughs> it, I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, look, if you're a Chargers fan or you're a Chargers player, it's a great day. And, by the way, we haven't even really talked about them. I'm sure we'll get into them but later. better stories in the losing locker room, Aaron. Come on, it's uh, radio. You're right. I'm sorry. Where's the anger? Where's the uh, you bu- just, you fighting? Just... I mean, that's one lesson we learned. And, and Ben Maller will follow us tonight here across this vast Fox Sports Radio network. That's one of his mantras, and I agree with it wholeheartedly oh, yeah. because there's finger-pointing. 
there there might be tears. Not that we we want to see tears, but the reality is the emotions are going to potentially get out of hand. Uh, the the emotions going to come forward. You're going to see players that care, right? C.J. Anderson after losing that fumble for Denver, crying at his locker. Some folks might mock it. I say, you know what? Give me a guy who cares that much about the football and about the job he's trying to do. I wish he was better, you know, moving between the twenties and <laughs> and and pushing towards the end zone right now and living up to what we expected from that offense. But the reality is that's what you hope for in your players. So I, I don't mock it, but it becomes part of the narrative of this is that critical point in the NFL season where heroes are made and teams spiral out of control. Yeah, and you talk about finger pointing and blame. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. There's only a couple, you know, the guys in the locker room know what's going on in Dallas, but there's a lot of finger pointing publicly now about what's going on with the Cowboys. Obviously, their third straight loss. You referenced the number of plays it took. What was it, 154 between touchdown plays? Yes, sir. Un- Jim Nance made sure you got that update repeatedly. Jim Nance. That poor guy. Like, After way, every possession, it's now been 23 possessions. Jim 24. Nance. I mean, I was waiting for LeBron to count it off. Not three, not four. Not two. Not 23. Not, not four. Not five. Add 20 to it, and, and LeBron could have done the voiceover. Yay. <laughs> I was going to say, poor Jim Nance. He does not know what to do with Tony Romo, by the way. Tony Romo just is off the cuff, just says what's on his mind, and Jim Nance is just so by the book. But I say it to say we're talking about finger-pointing in that locker room, and again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but very publicly it's a Jason Garrett thing, it's a Dak Prescott thing, how much is Zeke Elliott to blame for his off-the-field behavior. It is just not pretty in Big D right now, and as we said earlier, Jerry Jones, you could just see the look on his face, that Super Bowl that he thought was in his hands about the middle of the season last year, fell through last year, come back this year, things are just not going well. It's a mess right now there in Dallas. Well, and it's just interesting that the implosion begins and you've got Tony Romo in the booth. Yep. Right? And and that was the great you scapegoat. Know, to to use the the term since it is a gluttonous type of day. It was just delicious to see social media have fun with it at every turn of how Tony Romo is really feeling right now. You'd have <laughs> yeah. some smiling guy from a movie or TV or whatever else because he was available. Yep. He was coming back off injury. Dak Prescott still making on a relative basis mm-hmm. zero money. Yep. So the cost averaging, cost dollar cost averaging of your quarterback position was still very uh, team and cap friendly yep. despite Romo's advanced age, the injury, and the salary that if if they could have coexisted, then he's at least still there because right now people are still looking at Dak Prescott now that it's on his shoulders going, well, maybe not so fast. The balance turning Dak in, turning him into a one-dimensional team add to the fact that the defense can't stop you, me, and nine of our closest buddy in a backyard Thanksgiving yeah. Day game right now. I mean, you look at the early drives for the Chargers. Eight plays, 70 yards, missed field goal. Nine plays, 89 yards and the turnover on downs because they had to go for it on 4th and 13 because they didn't trust the punter after it was made known to all the coaches. <laughs> he kick. just missed the kicking net. And then you had the 14-play, 66-yard drive that turned into a field goal. So you had, by, by the end of that, the defense is tripping over their own tongues. They're on the field so much. And then you can't amount anything, uh, any semblance of a drive. Des yeah. Bryant wasn't targeted at all yeah. in the first half. Uh, we're talking about 92 to 22, the pace at which they've been outscored during the last three games. I mean, you're talking about giving up 
massive points. Phillip Rivers having a day, 434-3. and three. Suddenly, Keenan Allen cannot be stopped after a rough first two quarters uh, of this season. So, all of a sudden, they're rolling and the Cowboys are spiraling. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that that's why it's so amazing to me. You just laid out the perfect uh, bullet point game plan, whatever you want to call it, of why are I understand you have to have a scapegoat. You have to have somebody to blame. But people realize that this is more than Dak, right? Like I saw a lot of Dak backlash today, and I get it. You need to be better than he is. You need to be able to to use an old school football term, matriculate the ball down. Nicely the done. There Thank you, go. you. Yeah, That's yeah. A that good was word. that was great, right? That then, is a good word. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you credit for a big word right there. Nine twenty-seven and thirty. I was good for you. I was gonna say I've been sitting on that one about as long as Cowboys fans were sitting there waiting for a touchdown. Oh, but, 154 but, plays. It's too soon, bro. <laughs> But the point is, like, I get the Dak backlash, but what, like, people understand all of the variables that you just said, Mike, right? That the fact that Zeke Elliott, we know, is out for six games. The offensive line is banged up. Tyron Smith, I almost said Tyron Matthew, Tyron Smith came back today from injury, but then there were more injuries along the offensive line. The defense is patchwork right now, big, you know, key pieces being missed. So I guess what, what I'm saying is, I, maybe I'm crazy. I'm not surprised by this downfall. I think last year was one of those everything goes right, all the stars align, and it, it just worked out perfectly. And then this year there was going to be some natural regression. When you add in the suspension, when you add in the injuries, I don't know why we're surprised that this is where we are right now. Well, we go all the way back to before the season. Jason and I talking about it and everybody printing their Dallas and Oakland Super Bowl gear, and we looked at the Dallas Cowboys. You say the schedule is going to be a lot harder. Yep. And it is. You look at the offensive line. They had attrition. You had a retirement. You had a defection. Two starters go to Denver and to retirement, respectively. You have the issues with Smith's health. Zach Martin's uh, out. He missed most of today's game with a head injury. You go through defensively. They played a lot better early than I think anybody could have expected. Uh, coming off of the the change and all of that, they had uh, you know off field transgressions and changes in personnel. You go through. I just made myself a giant Chicago deep dish pizza here with eight slices of blame, and okay. I don't even think I have. I think I probably need to expand it to a bigger pie. I got Jerry Jones. I got Dak Prescott. I got Ezekiel Elliott. I got the union for continuing to fight for Ezekiel Elliott. We've got the offensive line and their inconsistency. We've got the change in schedule. we got the defensive woes. And then Jason Garrett, who I think has gotten a free pass. But he had to address the three-game slide in the postgame. In each of the games, we, had, uh, we were in position uh, at halftime, uh, in a really good position uh, uh, to, to, to challenge. And then in each of the games, we just didn't do what we needed to do uh, in the second half. They were able to sustain drives and cash in on drives, and we weren't able to match those. And uh, happened different ways in each of the games, uh, but that, that is the recurring theme. And uh, we just simply have to do a better job, again, making stops on defense and cashing in our opportunities offensively. Oh, I'm giving him – I mean, that's the spin of the year right there. We're in games. We're getting it done. Granted, they marched up and down on us and beat the hell out of us in the first half. But by the grace of God, there we are. Yeah. I mean, have faith in us in the second half, man. We're scoring points because we're not only down one possession. We haven't shown anything offensively. Defensively, they're kicking our teeth in. They haven't put up points. But, hey, we're right there. That's yeah. the worst sell job ever. Nice try, well, though. Nice well, try, Jason Garrett. And that's the worst part. 
This could have been so much worse. The Chargers had so many chances. They moved the ball. They matriculated the ball. Down yeah, the field, way to go. That's a callback. Good, good they, job. Thank you. I'm a professional. They, they had so, they, this game could have been out of hand in the second quarter, and because of the Chargers' own woes, it, it was a game until the middle of the third, and then, of course, you have, obviously, the Chargers pulling away. Dak Prescott throws that pick six late. So, to me, Jason Garrett wants to say, we're, you know, one or two plays. It was one or two plays from being a blowout early. Forget about it was close, it was this, it was that. That was just an ugly all-around. I, I kept sitting there all day today waiting for something positive for the Cowboys to happen. I'm sitting there with my notebook. I know I'm coming on air today. And I'm just, there was just nothing. It just, it was just a miserable performance from top to bottom, coaching, performance, tackling. Fest. Yeah, that Keenan Allen touchdown where they missed about 11 tackles. It was just an ugly, ugly performance. Not good for anybody. 42-yard score. Allen, another monster game. Fantasy owners who stayed faithful to him being rewarded here late in the season. Big surge once again by the Chargers. It's almost December, which means it's time for Chargers football. No question about it. Phillip Rivers finally getting used to that commute, perhaps, uh, and that luxury liner uh, that he has, and everything starting to flow for the Chargers. Defensively and offensively, things starting to click along the way. We're going to step outside of the world of the National Football League into Major League Baseball. There was a letter written earlier, allegedly, uh, by a Hall of Fame second baseman. The writers are starting to kick back, and I want to join their side. That's next. But first, we step out to Steve DeSager. He's got an awful lot to tell you, and he's going to do it in rapid fashion. Hi, buddy. Including from the world of football. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boy. Hey, there we go. From the late, great Hank Strand. Nicely done. A former Dallas coach, by the way, the Dallas Texans, before they ever moved to Kansas City in the AFL. The Dallas Cowboys had their 50th Thanksgiving game today, and they were down 3-0 at the half and lost to the Chargers 28-6. The Chargers were playing their first ever Thanksgiving game as an NFL team. Keenan Allen, 11 receptions, 172 yards, and a touchdown. Before that, at Detroit, Minnesota hung on for a 30-23 win, seven straight victories for the Vikings. Tight end Kyle Rudolph, two touchdown receptions in the first half. If you missed tonight's game, you missed absolutely nothing. Washington beat the Giants 20-10. The Giants are now 2-9 on the season. Redskins did score 10 points in about the last three and a half minutes to take it. In college football, Ole Miss a winner at number 14 ranked Mississippi State, 31-28. It was 31-13 with about five minutes to go. In college basketball, semifinal win at the Bahamas for number five Villanova, which was down to Tennessee by 15 points late for First half, Villanova wins at 85-76. The other semi went to Northern Iowa, which beat NC State. Number two, Arizona lost its first rounder last night and lost a consolation game tonight in the Bahamas to SMU, 66-60. And number 18, Purdue lost again, a consolation game to Western Kentucky, 77-73. Among the games in progress at Titan Gym, Cal State Fullerton hosting the Wooden Legacy and Fullerton only down 56-50 to Georgia, a minute 15 left. And at that big tournament in Portland, Oregon, number four, Michigan State up on DePaul, just 29-26 late first half. Back to you. Thank you, Steve. See there, he's just getting warmed up. And he got you some 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 Hank in along the way. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we've got it all covered here. Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part? Figuring out 
Which way is easier? It's a beautiful thing. We still have college buckets on deep into the night. We got the gangs of New York, a lot of bloody battle scenes ready because, well, maybe you're feeling like that way around the Thanksgiving table or the aftermath. Maybe you're into the dessert or card playing part of the night. Remember, take a deep breath. Relax. Relax. Like Aaron Rodgers would tell you to. Brendan Gleason's going to get after it and throw a knife at someone and a big battle axe here coming, and he's got his club with all sorts of notches. And likewise, Michigan State trying to fend off DePaul. Yeah, that's right, DePaul from Rosemont, Illinois, and Chicago. So back in well, the hometown for me. I was going to say, Michigan State's best player isn't playing. So. But it doesn't matter. You know why? Because it's play, November? Well, because they play UConn tomorrow, and whoever wins, it, they have no chance. Well, you it's celebrated everything going on with UConn. You were hitting me with a litany of stats, figures, all things about the university. It's like you were trying to get me to matriculate there. Oh, so talk about a callback. That's a professional right there. This is why you're a titan in our industry, Mike Harmon. Well, we, a titan. Yeah, we got to use every, large shadow. every definition that's in there on, under the, uh, the proverbial sun. All right, so we'll set aside the National Football League for the moment. We'll get back into baby making. What? In, yeah, in, in, in about 10 minutes. We'll do oh, that. I know where you're going. Because it's that. in preparation. For the slide over baby hour. We got two stories, one from Thanksgiving Day here, and then we're going to go, as they say, across the pond for another one that was pretty entertaining that would be under the radar. But for me, I've got to celebrate great feats in sports all around. We'll get into that in about 10 minutes. Great feats in baby making. In baby making. Thanks, champ. Yeah, no, exactly. Thanks, champ. So we have the wonderful world of the Major League Baseball and Hall of Famer Joe Morgan earlier this week. We have the new ballot, right, for the 2018 class, and it's the usual. Here's all the first-time nominees, and there's a list of guys that you're laughing, going, if that guy gets a vote. And then he gets one vote. You're like, all right, that, there's a voter somewhere who should have his ballot taken away, and he should never be allowed to vote again. Well, Joe Morgan, it was over 1,000 words. I think the count was uh, 1,069. How about that? Because oh, wow. we'll get into Gronkowski. In about an hour and 10 minutes from now. Oh, we will. Gronking, because, well, a gronking to remember uh, had its day in court. But that's a whole other thing uh, for a little bit later. Okay. Uh, So we had Joe Morgan saying, hey, got to say no to steroids. Anybody under the Mitchell report, which was proven to be not quite 100% accurate along the way, and calling the hall, quote, the most sacred place in baseball. And going into the sanctimonious, we all earned our way here. We're all greats of the game. Never mind. Go down that hall and you've got a rogues gallery. Some of it has been fictionalized and been propped up by one or two writers with an axe to grind over the years. So somewhere between the truth and fiction lies, talking uh, particularly about the world of Ty Cobb and, and what he was all about. But when you get down to it, you have... Many other things, if we're going to look at the Players Association and everything of today in the National Football League, a lot of guys would be suspended, shall we say, uh, for lengthy periods by Roger Goodell. But Joe Morgan wrote this big, long letter chastising writers and lamenting the fact that the door had been opened, perhaps that some of the, quote, cheaters of the game were going to get in. And... Jeff Passan of Yahoo Sports wrote his response, and, well, the the title of the article says it all. Quote, 
I'm giving up my Hall of Fame vote because of Joe Morgan's letter. Saying, well, this is clearly not penned necessarily by Joe Morgan. He might have been in the room, but this is the Hall of Fame trying to wrap its arms around what they are and and sell all the programs, selling hope and selling dreams and everything that the Hall of Fame has been insulated and isolated from all of these negative outside influences and the sanctity of the game. One of the great words we love here on the Jason Smith Show is sanctity and Quote, the hall sees the rising tide of support for steroid users among writers who increasingly believe that denying entry to the best players of an era would amount to whitewashing history. This does not dovetail with the image it cares to project out of Passon's column. And I agree with that, right? You're never going to prove one way or another who did or didn't unless yeah. someone just on the deathbed confession. By the way, for the final 10 years of my career, I did steroids. Good night, everybody. You have that, or you know, somewhere a yeah. receipt's found, or or you know, out of the the, the loyalty that had been bought, maybe the last payment doesn't make its way to the proposed uh, recipient all the way through. But you go through, and as I said, you've got all these issues through each era of the game, including the amphetamines yeah. and all of those type of things. What what then becomes the definition of what we're truly calling a PED? Yeah. Well, I first of all, I you know he. Jeff Passan, the author of this article, talks about the sanctimonious kind of nature of the hall. The article itself was pretty sanctimonious. I mean, I don't know how many words it was. I didn't do the word count, but it could have been probably pretty close. Yeah, it could have been summed up in a paragraph of like, we've had a lot of other bad people that we've inducted into this Hall of Fame. So the fact that we now feel the need, I'm giving up my vote. I don't really understand Jeff Passan's logic. Like, I, I guess I get it, but... He's that upset over Joe Morgan's letter that he's now removing his vote. To me, I don't know. I I look at it a little bit differently. I I just think that you've been given this honor as a baseball writer to vote for who you believe should be in the Hall of Fame. And I don't know why an outside external influence would kind of make you make this decision. To me, it's actually a little bit like what's going on with the Heisman Trophy right now where – Baker Mayfield is doing things on the sideline that, you know, your mom and dad wouldn't be proud of if they saw you doing it. And all these uh, Heisman Trophy Heisman Trophy voters are like, oh, I can't, you know, part of the Heisman is integrity. Well, like, that's not going to make me give up my vote, though, because some guy decided that because Baker Mayfield grabs his you-know-what that he's not going to vote for him. I don't know. The article, to me, is weird. I understand kind of the broader point of it, but I also understand Joe Morgan's point, too. I don't know. I think when it comes down to it, from to, not to speak for Passon, but in, in reading his his response to Morgan and the ostensibly the Hall of Fame's letter, hey, we're not going to show up at Cooperstown, we're not going to do those big ceremonies, and that's look if you haven't experienced that as we we talk about family and celebrations here on Thanksgiving, that's one of the great things to experience is Cooperstown during an induction week, whether it's one of the big players going in or just the you know. Going through, as we have each and every year, that celebration for the week. You got all the former Hall of Famers coming in. They do a lot of autograph signings. Granted, it's not a cheap week if you're going down there, but if you want to meet a lot of Hall of Famers, it's cool. You got the old memorabilia shops. Just a slice of small town America in upstate New York. And I know of a couple of really good breweries nearby nearby that that we can get you taken care of. Uh, Omegong, right right there in, in Cooperstown, that makes the... Uh, branded, they'd partnered with Game of Thrones oh. years ago before anybody cared about Game of Thrones. But for Passon and for others, and I think he's 
been given his place, maybe speaking for others, saying, look, we, we can't disappear. You know, what do you want us to not vote for a 20-year period over what may have happened? But why does he give up his vote, though? I don't get that. Because it, because it isn't a one-off like the Heisman. Baker Mayfield's one year. Sure. This is, all right, for the next 20 years, you're telling me I really shouldn't but, vote for any of these guys but isn't, because isn't we Jeff, don't know? But isn't Jeff Passing kind of making it about him, though? Like, if you feel like Alex Rodriguez or Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer, then just vote for him, you know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. To, to me, it, it was just a weird article to read. If you just if he just want to say Joe Morgan's an idiot, I disagree with him. But to say I'm giving up my vote because I disagree with Joe Morgan's rhetoric, it's bizarre to me. But I like when the battle lines are drawn and Joe Morgan can get up and he can <laughs> yeah. do that little elbow thing. As now I'm going to go watch Joe Morgan video clips. Coming up next, the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Mike Carmen. We're going to talk baby making or yeah. well, baby deliveries. And what it means in your sporting world, and what would you do in the same circumstance? That's next. Fox Sports Radio, grooving with you on a Thanksgiving evening. Thank you for taking a few moments, giving us a little bit of your time. Maybe you're cleaning the dishes. Maybe you're sneaking an extra glass of wine while you're doing the dishes, setting up the leftovers for tomorrow. Whatever you're doing, we thank you. It's the Jason Smith Show. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres, college football, college hoops writer, auteur, He's got a podcast getting ready to run. I know. I, I saw that teased ahead on, on the Twitterverse. A lot of stuff coming. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's been uh, it's it's a busy time of year for me, but a fun time of year, and I've enjoyed uh, filling in with you last night, tonight, and tomorrow. Tomorrow night will get off the hook. It's Friday. Tyshon will be a little overtired, so uh, he'll give us probably a little little worse than his normal B minus kind of wow. production. Probably like a C minus. C minus yeah. tomorrow. Which means it'll go off the rails and keep your ears <laughs> peeled. If it, if he misses the dump button, maybe he'll give you a prize. Wow. Or maybe he won't. So I have something to look forward to then, huh? There you go. Well, you always do. It's three hours of madness each and every night here from the Geico Studios. He's Aaron Torres, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter. Find me over at Swollen Dome. And what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com. 15 minutes ago. Two great stories about baby making. Well, and their delivery. That is right. We had Everson Griffin earlier today. Seven pounds, two ounce, born right before the game. Doing warm-ups, watching the birth on FaceTime, he said after the game. Think about that. FaceTiming, stretch it out, whole nine yard. Wife's healthy, baby's healthy, and don't know the baby's name yet. But nine and two and cruising. Griffin sacked Matthew Stafford during the second quarter, lifted up his jersey, and on his undershirt it said, quote, I just had a baby boy. What should we name him? That's a pretty good story, right? That's that's all fun and and fine. And you get excited saying, Well, that's that's next level. That's gonna get you a minimum six thousand dollar fine, if not more, uh, for violating uniform policies along the way. But we had some fun with it, looking at it, because the Minnesota Vikings then, well, they went to Twitter and they said, well, what should he name the baby boy? Should it be Xavier after Xavier Rhodes? Should it be Case Keenum? And they grabbed four of their top stars and said, how about these names? Well, let me ask you this, though. So after the game, he was asked about it, and as you said, he said that he learned about it through FaceTime. But then he says, so wife is healthy, baby is healthy. We don't know the name yet, but it's not about that. I feel like that's exactly what it's about. How do you bring a child into the world? Like, like I, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, Mike. Yep. I mean, you you have 
I think two beautiful children. Two beautiful daughters, absolutely. My Ellie, my my Madeline, uh, they're everything. Yes. I I feel like a couple like there's not a lot to talk about before the baby comes. As That's far- absolutely erroneous. Okay. See, I'm not a I'm not a parent. You're, you're, hey, you're going down well, a, well, down a road. You were giving well, us a little insight in your personal no, life yesterday no, no. on air. So I mean, it, these are these are there's a but, lot more than that. Okay. All the I'm the name is, is so far down on the. No, it isn't. Yeah, is it really? In terms of debates that you have with your significant other. See, this is news to oh, me. Oh, absolutely. I feel like now one, one and the other. I mean, you may be saying, "Hey, if it's a boy, I just want a junior, or the third, or fourth, or you know, not two, not three, whatever the case may be." But you know, she's going to have her list of potential names, and then maybe has a falling out with a friend, or. But that's what I'm saying. But don't you so come to a con- consensus before the thing pops out? I mean, then maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I think calling it the thing that pops out is going to get you in a, in a world of hurt. But the reality is, the you might have have narrowed it down, but until you're getting ready to take the baby home and filing all that paperwork, nothing's you've got official. A couple of days. It's like one of those. It's just, until you, you know, sign ba- the baby Griffin, uh, Eric Roberts, executive producer of this ship. What do you got? So we were watching this game earlier, and as that as they put that across the screen, my girlfriend pulled out a list of names from her phone and said, "Hey, I've already been thinking about you know some of these names," and I'm like. Cut wow. bait, cut bait. No, no, no. This yeah. is the long haul. This one's okay. the long haul. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I'm no, just saying if it, it, it's 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 in everybody's mind. I, I was telling, uh, we'll get into my my personal life later in the show. We'll but. dig deeper into that. We yeah. have a second baby story to go with it. Hell no. But no going back story. to the NFL on greetings, welcome, final hour of the show, Jason Smith show, coming to you from the Geico Studios, Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres, Jason Smith off. Well, probably sleeping off his 14th or 15th um, extra loaded beverage. beverage. Yeah. Trying to figure out what I wanted to ascribe it to. But if I pick one brand, then I'm not getting anything from them. So why name them? So it's just nondescript alcoholic beverage. I just think Jason Smith's entire diet today was alcohol and pastry. I don't even think he made it to Turkey. Really? Like, not even a tryptophan-induced coma? Like he passed out, woke up, and it was dinner time, and he just went straight for the pie. I don't know Jason that well. I'm just saying I, I could see it. We said he's he's a modern-day Frank the Tank is basically what he is. Modern-day warrior. Suddenly I've got three basketball games deep into the night. You've taken over the well, Geico a, Fox Sports Radio studios to make me movies? watch that. I, I don't know. I thought a guy getting attacked by a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex was far more entertaining than perhaps – uh, some of these basketball games. Speaking of Tyrannosaurus Rex, yeah, Kentucky lost to Fort Wayne last night. Do you know what their nickname is? No, they they beat Fort Wayne, but you know what their. I nickname was saying, is? if they lost to them, I think we probably would have led the show with that. Over no, anything we else. wouldn't have. But do you know, but Kentucky losing to Fort Wayne. Yeah, I Maybe. think that I think that would have been kind of a big deal. I don't know about lead the show, but anyways, do you know what their nickname is? Come on, you, you can't look it up. Don't Google. I'm not. It's the Mastodon. I like that. That's that's, that's really cool, right? Something I, I used to know. Well, like, I used to have all that in the Rolodex. And then the, the wonders of Google, the um, ravages of age uh, and children's schedules oh, and, no. and lack of sleep and all of that have conspired against me. And, and so the Google machine is now my friend. So things like that that I don't need to have memorized, I yeah. don't. I was going to say, you said something, you know, the, the your children's schedules. At some point in the show, I know there's actual sports talk about We have to get back to... The baby naming process. Oh, we'll get back because, into that because we have another baby story, and then we have, uh, in about 40 minutes from now, the wonders of Rob Gronkowski uh, and erotica. Oh. In oh, the wow. slide-over baby hour. Wow, that is right. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
No, I, I just, I, as a non-parent, uh, at least that I'm aware of, is that I, I just, the baby naming process is just, I'm amazed by what you told me, on air and then off air also. I just can't believe it's It was not all high- positive. I, I didn't say anything that was, to me, earth-shattering I can't or is going to end up, up with people pole. coming down it with a torch trying to get me. I feel like it's literally the single most important thing you can do for a child is give them their name. It's with them for the rest of their lives, but you told me it's like literally the hundredth most important thing. But you're giving them the surname. You're setting up the foundation. That's what I'm saying. Life. That's why it's so important. No, but but that doesn't mean... Now we're doing this. No, no, it no we doesn't can do it mean. It doesn't mean sports. that it's not part of the individual process, but it becomes banter in the middle of you're making dinner. Hey, you know what? This name, or there's an actor on some movie you're watching or TV show you're watching, oh. and it gets thrown out there. It gets put into a box by one, one or sure. the other. Doesn't mean someone hasn't given you the here's the thousand baby names book, or here's the thousand baby names in whatever your religious denomination is or whatever your ethnicity is. Doesn't mean you're not getting all that and perhaps processing it because the name has specific meaning, some power, right? Yeah. It's, you know, Hercules. Had, you know, it, well, you know, you can go through that. If you're going to have twins, you have Maximus and Minimus and you watch them battle to the death. Uh, you know, wow. Kind of, sorry. I, I, pr- a, I, pr- I proposed that. favorite child. Yeah. I proposed that Let once and I thought themselves. that was going to be interesting. But the, the fact of the matter is you, I think you you have all of those things, but then it it comes together in the end once the baby's delivered. Because there's also not not that I'm into a lot of um, superstition, sure, and and all of that. But until the baby's named, or until the baby's sure. born, okay, and See, the baby is with you, there there's a whole lot to it in the course. psychology that I I think you you do your best as a couple, yeah, and individually to prepare yourself for what those next steps are. And I think part Man. of the naming process, deciding on them early, I, I don't I don't know. There's there's something to me that it, it becomes a difficult proposition. Yeah, I mean, you don't just say, look, uh, you know, once we get there, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you just got to have it down to like one or two, but I've never been there. No, so. but that's just it. You may have your short list. Doesn't okay. mean it's not in your wallet. It's like Next being, to that condom you forgot to use. Oh, oh slide over so baby hour. In the, we must be in the 10 o'clock hour. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, oh man, what, should I have said prophylactic? Would that have been? You would have confused. <laughs> well, either way, we, something a, a little off the beaten path as we get deep into the night, celebrating Thanksgiving with you. And we had a full day of NFL action. Yes, there's a lot of college buckets going on. Arizona loses again. That's the one on the marquee in terms of things to watch coming out of all the holiday tournaments, at least to this point. Holiday, holiday, holiday. But you had in the nightcap, and maybe you needed three or four of them to get through <laughs> yes. this game, the Redskins 20-10 to victory over the Giants. Giants only touchdown coming via the defense. You look at offensively, absolutely anemic. The rushing leader, Wayne Gallman, he had nine carries, 37 yards, along of nine. Orleans Darkwood, 11 carries, 30 yards. Eli Manning, and here's the one that makes you want to throw up in your mouth. 11 of 24, 77 yards. Took four sacks on the night as well. Just a miserable performance overall from the New York football giants. Roger Lewis, here, here's where you want, to, you want to get scared. Let's get scared here. Roger Lewis, your leading receiver. Three catches, 26 yards on the night for the Giants. By contrast, Jamison Crowder, seven catches, 141, and a score. Kirk Cousins, an uneven 
game. Wasn't pretty for much of it. You had a 3-3 game at halftime. He finishes with 242, 2-1, and that's really about all you need to say. Washington's still alive, looking at the larger playoff picture, sitting at 5-6. and six. The miserable, long, winding road for the Giants continues now 2-9. and nine. We've talked about the Chargers and Cowboys. We'll have react from Jerry Jones about his coaching staff, Ezekiel Elliott. Remember, he fought tooth and nail for Ezekiel Elliott yep. along the way and what that means. But the early game was the most entertaining of them all, an NFC North battle. The Minnesota Vikings with a 30-23 to victory over Matthew Stafford and the Lions. Case Keenum, once again, with all the rumor, conjecture, speculation of how long that hook is, right? Everybody going gong show, everybody waiting for that big gaffer's hook to come and snare him if he should be slowed. Instead, another great performance, 21 of 30, 282, two touchdowns, also added a rushing touchdown and 20 yards. I know fantasy owners, daily fantasy owners, certainly excited about that. Good effort out of Latavius Murray. Once again, 84 yards on 20 carries. Good control overall. And the Vikings moved to 9-2 and two in command. But people still not sold on the quarterback. Still waiting. And Jonas Knox, who was on before us, talking about the love affair with Teddy Bridgewater. I think part of it is you're always looking for the negative story. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads, as it were. So when you've got a quarterback who was at least on some level, looking to be the face of the franchise. He goes down. Well, you bring in Bradford. Bradford goes down. Case Keenum, who last year fighting with Jared Goff and together as a tag team, going up against Jeff Fisher and his offensive prowess. Uh, I say that with sarcasm dripping to the table, that Keenum's had a phenomenal run over this last month. So to me, any anything that's out there of, hey, the replacement is imminent, rings just hollow on so many levels. Yeah, and I was going to say um, Keenum, first of all, seven straight wins, but it's not even just seven straight wins. They've beaten some legitimate teams. I mean, they they beat the Rams last week, and, of course, part of that was the defense stepping up, playing phenomenal, holding them to seven points. Well, that's just it. It's a beatdown of the Rams. It wasn't just a win. They dominated. Exactly. But, but Keenum was awesome in that game. He was awesome today. He stuck in the pocket and got popped on a touchdown pass to Kyle Rudolph, uh, which essentially sealed that win. But I say that to say, like, I don't understand. It's It must be what you said, Mike. We're always in a rush for what's next, and I get it. Teddy Bridgewater essentially lost this job because of a gruesome injury. We all want to root for a guy like that to come back. But there's no reason to put him back. There's no reason to fight for or, or argue on behalf of Teddy Bridgewater. Case Keenum is doing everything that you could possibly want out of a quarterback in this position. This isn't a guy, historically he may be a game manager or whatever. He's not a game manager. He's making plays. He's making throws. He's been awesome. I don't understand why there is such a public push uh, to get him out of that spot. He's been fantastic for this team. I think part of it, if we're going to pull it back, is the idea that he's a, he was supposed to be a placeholder. Of course. Right? No, 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 but that but that's just it. So it becomes the the immediacy, even if he's playing well, if there is another option that's perceived to be of greater value, no matter how well he's playing, he's a guy in the well, suit. I, he's fitting the QB1 tag who gets to say his name in his college well, on the, the big broadcast. I was going to say, don't you think it's the idea that we think of Case Keenum, like we expect – the drop off to happen, but it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the thing to me is like if, and it's 
a little bit, it's not a total apples to apples thing, but it's kind of like the Tyrod Taylor thing that happened last weekend was like, you know, Tyrod Taylor, you know he's not the long-term guy, so that's probably why Sean McDermott decided let's give this Nathan Peterman kid a chance and see if he is the guy long-term. You know Case Keenum isn't that guy long-term, but you don't rush him out when he's playing the way that he is right now. I don't know if there's a contemporary example. Obviously, this is the Wally Pip deal. You don't put Wally Pip back in the starting lineup just because, uh, you know, he's back healthy. Lou Gehrig's crushing it, and so to me, it's it's a that was a weird analogy, but I'm, oh, I like it. I thank like you. It. Listen, we're off the rails here at the 10 o'clock hour. But the point is, is that Keenum is doing everything that you want. I think your point is well taken that we didn't expect him to do this. So it's natural to say, okay, we got to get him out now that the other guy's healthy. But he is doing this. He is phenomenal. He is leading them to wins. And I just don't understand what the rush is to get him out. Yeah, I, I think when, on the overall, we talk about lament the state of quarterbacking. And then we finally have a guy rise to the occasion. Yep. He doesn't have to be 404. He doesn't have to be those pinball numbers. Not that the ones he's putting up are bad. You're talking about at least 280 yards per game over the last month, including 10 touchdowns over his last four games played. Two passing, one rushing to today to beat the Lions and keep things rolling in the NFC North. And people can tell me they're blue in their face. Aaron Rodgers in there. The Bears stink. The Lions have had their moments but haven't been able to capitalize overall in other words, same old Lions, yep. where we have flashes of brilliance here in a in a negative matchup. You still got a great game out of Marvin Jones that you didn't expect and keeps you flowing. And and Matthew Stafford took an injury, kept playing. And so all of that, the Vikings move forward. You've got a good defense, top 10 against the run today, beating up a little bit downfield. But with Case Keenum, I don't want to extrapolate and say, hey, they're going to be the first team to play in their backyard for a Super Bowl. But right now in the NFC, like NFC it. is wide yep. open. And you've got a good defense. The running game is finally getting there with Murray leading the way, running much better than he has the last couple of weeks, finding his way. McKinnon is still a nice change of pace for him. And Keenum is doing enough. That he's doing more downfield than being a game manager. Exactly. Right? When, when the comparisons come, it's going to be like, well, these guys won with Trent Dilfer, and these guys won. No, 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 no. Trent Dilfer couldn't hold what Case Keenum's doing right now. Totally agree. Right? We're looking at a guy who's pushing the ball downfield. Adam Thielen, underrated. You know, when we start talking about larger MVP votes, it always goes to quarterbacks first and foremost. Adam Thielen should be in the mix for what he's brought to this team week in, week out. He's up there in terms of productivity alongside the Antonio Browns of the world. Stephon Diggs has been a bit uneven of this last month, but you still have to account for him downfield. Kyle Rudolph is one of the best tight ends in the game. So you've got an offense that's matching what this great defense is doing, and it makes it an interesting play going down, and they play hard for Zimmer. That's the one thing you know each week that we're not getting games off. We're not getting curiosity you know, moves like you had in Buffalo. It's like, you know, we're contending, but yeah. you know what? Roll the dice. Let's yeah. flip it up. So well, and they're, that, they're fun to watch, and Case Keenum's leading the way. Well, and that roll the dice move would be to put Teddy Bridgewater back in right now, which is the the broad, which is the point that I'm trying to make. The other thing, too, let's not forget, it's not like Minnesota hasn't dealt with their own adversity, not just the quarterback position. Dalvin Cook, correct me if I'm wrong, was leading the league in rushing when he, he got hurt. He was a monster. Yeah. So that you lose that playmaker. And so you have to elevate 
other opportunists along the way. Think about if he's running around That's what in, I'm in this offense as another big play threat. Nicely played. Dalvin Cook, because you know what? Three fantasy leagues down the toilet for me based on him among many of the IRs. But we'll have the list you know of fully walking wounded a little bit later. It was good drafting by you. You can't you can't account for injuries. No, no, no. The smarts certainly paid off, except now uh, nobody cares about my fantasy team. I do. Coming up next. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. Coming up next, we get back into the other big story of the day, the Dallas Cowboys. Losers of three straights in grand fashion. The Chargers put a hurting on them, and maybe Jerry Jones is a little hurt tonight. Everybody cries sometimes. Cry with us, won't you? The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. He sounds sexy. That is fired up. That is passion. That's what we bring you each and every night here. The Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. I am down on my knees begging you, please turn up the radio. Evangelize. And tell of the greatness of the sporting world here on a Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. We appreciate you spending some time with us. I give you a great big bear hug and a a smooch on the forehead to say, hey, thanks for being part of our extended family. Aaron Torres in for Jason Smith. At Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter. You don't know what to do with this song, do you? I mean, there's so many things (laughs) that have run through my head since this song started, but it is the baby making making hour. Should I pull a sheet between us so you can, you know, go off in your own thoughts? No, 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 no. This is a professional work environment. We don't want any of that. The slide over baby hour. Celebrating a holiday. Holiday, holiday. Alex Teichert on the ones and twos. Eric Roberts, our executive producer, Steve DeSager, bringing us all the updates from the busy sports world today. We thank them. Katie and William in the back. Thank you to them as well for all the sound and bringing us the glory, the glorious tones of Jerry Jones in the postgame. Chargers 28-6, your final. Just an absolute beatdown from pillar to post. Phillip Rivers, 434 during in the air, 27 of 33 on the night. Three touchdowns for Keenan Allen. Second straight huge week for him, 172 and a score on 11 catches. Hunter Henry, who's been in witness protection, five catches, 76 yards and a touchdown for him. Finally, in the good graces of fantasy owners, and you got the big workload, even if the production wasn't huge, from Melvin Gordon. For the Cowboys, they couldn't do anything right. Running the football, 20 carries, 79 yards. They did have a touchdown late uh, to save and keep them out of being shut out once again. Remember, 154 straight plays before a late touchdown, the Rod Smith rushing score. But Dak Prescott. Beaten, battered, 179 yards on the night. Sure, an efficient 20 of 27. That looks good in the stat line, except for the fact that you had two interceptions, two sacks, and a miserable 14.2 QBR. Another tough night at the office. The Cowboys dropped their fourth game at home. Third straight uh, since Ezekiel Elliott went down. Yeah, it has been about as bad as it could get for the Cowboys. And it is incredible after last year where everything breaks right, where Zeke is this breakout star, where Dak Prescott comes out of nowhere, replaces Tony Romo. You think uh, the season's over when he goes down in that preseason game in, in Seattle, and Dak is this revelation. The defense is phenomenal. The run game is phenomenal. And then to see it all come full circle the other way this year, all of the breaks going against the Cowboys – Tyron Smith is out until today. He came back. Sean Lee is out. Zeke is suspended. As you said, Mike, they've lost four games at home. 
three straight without Zeke. This thing is spiraling out of control in front of our eyes. Can they get it right? Can they find the answer? You know who's going to be looking for those answers? He's going to ask a lot of questions in between calling people to argue against Roger Goodell. It's Jerry Jones. He addressed all of the team's woes in the postgame. Teams have lost their best, uh, their their better players before, and so uh, uh, that that can you can say that's a part of the game. But uh, uh, you know, uh, we we certainly uh, didn't think on its own merits that uh, uh, Zeke should be suspended. But uh, you know, I can't say that that, that because we lost three games is why we fought so hard. I just. Uh, uh, we did what we could do to, to uh, just keep him out there. He's another part of the team. Is the coaching position being evaluated? No. Just Why? no. And uh, again, I didn't step out of the dressing room and evaluate the coaching position at all, candidly. And I don't even want to say it so that somebody might be absolutely not. I enjoyed the fact that in the middle of that, of hey, we're missing Zeke, you know, there weren't enough on the merits that we thought he should have been suspended. Make sure you throw that barb out there. It's like, by the way, he's gone. And they screwed us. Yeah. No, I mean, Jerry Jones, is that is not being lived down anytime soon. As you said before, he went to audio as he continues to navigate behind the scenes to get the entire league overthrown. So maybe he'll just run the league in two or three years. How about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, stranger things have happened, at least in Jerry Jones's world. Um, by the way, first of all, credit for him. By the way, credit for him. This world that we live in, we are so overreactive to everything that happens. You know, we talk... Last night we spent a ton of time talking about the coaching carousel, specifically in college football, but in pro football. You look at Jason Garrett, the only the only he's been good. The only real bad year he had was the year that Tony Romo went down in week two or week three. They lost him for the year, and I think it was Kellen Moore who was the backup. Uh, Jason Garrett is a a good football coach. I think he he could have done more over these last couple of weeks to kind of game plan around the fact that Zeke Elliott isn't there. But the idea that his his job would be on the line. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm missing something, but that feels preposterous to me. Well, I think it becomes the you need to have another story, right? What's exactly. another arm to the the different angles of how this team has reacted? Should they have been prepared? And, and you remember, I, I had my eight-piece deep-dish pizza uh, of woes and blames to, to put out there, and one of those is for Jason Garrett. But just one. It, it, just one of the eight, but it's certainly there. might be a bigger, bigger piece than most would give it because – at some point, you knew Ezekiel Elliott was going to be suspended, okay? If they went to the wall for the golden boy, Tom Brady, yep. without a lot of evidence that actually was corroborated and could be proven when it, when it's all said and done, when you look at the inflation devices, right? The, the gauges were all faulty. You had bad data. You had footballs from opponents that matched the readings that they had from the Patriots. And notice how it wasn't a point of emphasis after. Do you do any spot checks? Yeah, kind of. Otherwise, if this was such a big deal, at the end of every game note, in addition to the attendance, would be here are the PSI readings at the bottom of my box score to tell me what the readings were pregame, at halftime, and in the postgame. And you know what? They haven't given a damn about any of that. So it was all a charade to show commissioner power, which means if he's going to go down that road for Tom Brady, he sure as hell will do it for Ezekiel Elliott once they've committed to going down that road. Now, when their investigator says we don't ha- find reason for a suspension, perhaps it should have turned there, but it didn't. And you gave Roger Goodell the power. And, and by you, I mean the Players Association. So when I carved out the big piece, the, the pie pieces, they, the union certainly got one as well. But for Jason Garrett, 
it doesn't appear from an offensive perspective that there was necessarily a, all right, here's plan B. Sure. And owing to the difference that Ezekiel Elliott makes to your offense and how ordinary Dak Prescott now looks with it, with yeah. his absence. It's fair. I mean, to me, and look, and it is a 360-degree all-around kind of failure, for lack of a better term, and it does fall on the head coach, but it's also, as we've discussed throughout the show, the defense on the field for way too long. Um, injuries to the left tackle up until this week, and then, of course, Zach Martin goes down with an injury. And Jerry Jones said it. He's like, look, all teams deal with injuries. I get it. I don't know. To me, it just feels like a quick knee-jerk reaction. I think Jason Garrett's pretty good at what he does. And I think, by the way, as we see year in and year out, the alternative when you have a pretty good guy uh, is not always what it seems. And you can look at the game that we watched tonight. Ben McAdoo, we heard for years, was this savant offensively as they, as the Giants once again did not score an offensive touchdown tonight. So it's always easy to point the finger, say, this guy's not good, this guy doesn't get the job done. Actually, Jason Garrett's a pretty good coach. I totally get your point, Mike. I'm not trying to undermine it at all. I'm just saying the fact that, like, I don't know. It, to me, if you look at all the pie chart, I don't know how much I actually blame on Jason Garrett. No, I mean, that's just it. it. It's just part of the larger equation. It's certainly from a media perspective when you're blown out three games in a row, when you're non-competitive three games in a row. Because, But for the, the grace of God early on and some gaffes and the kicker getting hurt, Novak going out and the punter having to come in, you're at least giving up three points on those early possessions, right? Novak goes down, he's hurt, misses the field goal. Then you have to go for it instead of taking what's a mid-30s field goal. You fall short, give over the ball on downs. You finally get a field goal, but you've had how many plays was it? It was, let's see, 70, 31 plays, and you've moved over 200 yards of offense. You have three points to show for it. Cowboys had no business being in that game. You're right, you're and Jason right. Garrett did a good job of selling you that they he were. Did, he did. Hey, look he what did. our defense did. Well, yes and no. So it's it's that that I think for Dallas writers, as they look for stories going forward, can't keep beating on the Ezekiel Elliott. You've sure. done that, and you have to move on and find the next storyline, which we will do in just one moment as we continue to traverse the world of the National Football League. But first, we step out to Steve DeSager, who's going to update us on these late hoops games and figure out who you had your wager on. Yeah, a lot of details to get to from the NFL as well, but there are two games going on at that Portland tournament. Number four, Michigan State, starting to pull away, now leading DePaul 57-41 with about seven minutes left. And it's halftime, 17th-ranked Gonzaga leads Ohio State 44-31. Earlier victories in Portland for number one, Duke, which had to come from behind to beat Portland State. Number seven, Florida, ripped Stanford tonight. And ninth-ranked North Carolina down the University of Portland also wins in that town for Arkansas, Connecticut, and Texas. College basketball's final in the Bahamas is set. Number five, Villanova in its semi came back from down 15 late first half to beat Tennessee. Northern Iowa won its semifinal. Number two ranked Arizona lost its first round game last night in the Bahamas and then lost a consolation game there tonight to SMU 66-60 and 18th ranked Purdue lost again there 77-73 to Western Kentucky. 
Other winners elsewhere, Xavier and St. Mary's, Rhode Island and West Virginia. No NBA on Thanksgiving, no NHL. There were three NFL games. Washington tonight scored 10 points in about the last three and a half minutes to beat the Giants 20-10. to The Giants now 2-9. and They only had seven first downs tonight. This was a 3-3 tie at halftime. Nine punts total in the first half. 16 punts for the game. Kirk Cousins was sacked six times, but did have two touchdown passes in victory. The Chargers and Dallas are each five and six now. 28-6 LA the final. Phillip Rivers, three touchdown passes. The Cowboys have lost three in a row. Chargers led at halftime, three-nothing. But LA, since the 0-4 start this year, has gone five and two. And Minnesota won its seventh straight game. Case Keenum with three total touchdowns in a win at Detroit, 30-23. to Tight end Kyle Rudolph with two touchdown receptions in the first half. So the Vikings lead the division by three games over Detroit with just five to go. And finally, a college football game tonight. Ole Miss with a win at 14th-ranked Mississippi State, 31-28. It was 31-13 with about five minutes to go. Mississippi State committed five turnovers in the loss, and its quarterback Nick Fitzgerald left early with a serious leg injury. A combined 22 penalties in that game. Back to you. Fantastic stuff. That's uh, worthy of another piece of pie, Steve. Thanks for, for <laughs> hanging out with us tonight. And thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Fantastic thank stuff, you. as always. Love Steve DeSager uh, on the, the updates and, and filling us in on what it was a definitely a very active day in the world of sports, even with the NHL and NBA taking the day off. Still so much action, college hoops, pillar to pillar, wall to wall, and, and sun up till deep into the night. You going to be okay? I'm I'm hanging in there. Uh, I was going strong watching games. The first game tipped off Missouri minus Michael Porter Jr. at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific AM, and I was up watching. By the way, is this just the greatest weekend of sports or what? I mean, we get extra NFL on Thursday. We get college hoops all week. We get... Four, three days of college football because tomorrow there's nothing but college wall football. Wall to wall, and we'll be here to break it all down in the evenings. But isn't this just yeah. a great weekend? No, it's just I, a- certainly. And then you got the leftovers and, and more pie and movies that opened, or maybe yeah. you're, you're catching up on your movie watching or television watching because you don't have to go into the office. Uh, maybe you're not where the there, there's starting to be snow on the ground, so you don't have to worry about that. Maybe the leaves have already fallen. I hope for your sake that they have. Uh, otherwise, we're looking at post, you know, gorging yourself yeah. that perhaps the the heart attack inducing Raking workout leaves, is going to be yeah. there. So you got to be careful. Pace yourself. Pace yourself, just like we are here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. The Jason Smith Show. Mike Harmon and Aaron Torres with you. Jason Smith off. He'll be back on Monday as we. Begin the push towards Christmas. A lot of people right now standing in line like a bunch of dopes oh to God. get their their electronics, you, their clothing, whatever. Go online. Go online. Why would you so, go deal with people? So you're not going to the store after the show? Unless I just want to go and rabble rouse and agitate people. No. Are you a, a Black Friday, go deep into the night kind of uh, shopper? Well, I don't know about shopper, deep into the night. Uh, but no... Um, it is the slide over, baby. Well, that's, I like the that, cut of your jib. Well, that's, you that's to, why. To work that yeah. together. No, I mean, you know, to me, first of all, I'm just not a night person. I'm not a night owl. I'm a morning person. So I'll probably get up tomorrow, hit the stores a little bit. A little bit of day drinking. Okay, good. Day, I have to work tomorrow, Michael. I'm a professional. 
I will not day drink. At I was least. talking just on a larger scale because right now the NFL is, in addition to giving me three games on Thursday, I keep getting hit with ads for buy your color rush jersey, buy it now at a discount. It's like I don't want the color rush jersey. First of all, unless I'm going to go biking or running where I can <laughs> have these point. fluorescent colors, plus, I, I don't want that color rush jersey. Plus, we're grown men. There's never an excuse to wear a jersey if you're a grown man, unless your child is on the field. That's my personal stance. Or, you know, like, I, I can understand the basketball jersey if you're, like, at the beach and you just kind of want something pseudo-beachy. No, no, no. See, this is where you and I vary. Because I, I think the basketball jersey, if you're older, you look like a dope. You wear you wear the tank top I, and and running around not not a not a good look for the average man. Now you 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 you're a, a slighter frame guy like me. You look like a meatball running around in, well, a, in a basketball jersey. But 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 we can agree that no football jersey like once you're past like thirteen. No, right? I got no problem if you if you paid for it or someone bought it for you. Oh, so like if you stole it, it's not okay. But if you paid for it, it is okay. Well, I mean, just the sheer premise of if you stole it is bad. Sure. But Unless if you're you, but if, but if you, well, yeah. he, he he and Stay in your that, that whole thing infuriates me uh, yeah. from how much everybody's kind of giving it a pass. Oh, no, at no point has it ever been. A, by the way, they stole stuff. They went on a crime spree in a foreign country during a goodwill. Let's go play in a tournament. This is the dumbest thing. Like that's been given a pass with all of the rhetoric and tweets right. and everything else. Like they did bad things. They should be in jail. That's that our president agrees with. Or they should have been thrown out of school or in all of this. There's so much more to it. Instead, it's it's a worry about credit and it's a worry about what LeVar Ball has to say. Now you got me talking about. Well, yeah, I was going to stay in our lane. I was going to say it's a it's a big thank you fest. Nobody gives thank yous to anybody except for somehow LeVar Ball got a thank you on CNN, which was the amazing from Chris Moe, as we talked about, like Google Chromo. Okay, that that was a great line. That, exactly. That, that did crack me up. But the NFL gave us three games today. One of the three was good. We look forward to a much better slate, or at least we're, we're wishing, wanting, and hoping that that is the case, uh, at least looking at Week 12. One thing we have is no bye week, so everybody has to play, uh, which means if you hate your team, you will be hate-watching over the course of the weekend. We've talked a little bit. Uh, yesterday with Jason Cole, who joined us from Bleacher Report, that the AFC West is really where we're kind of eyeballing things, and certainly the Chargers winning in such convincing fashion today makes the battle between Denver and Oakland that much more interesting. Game being played in Oakland, Paxton Lynch under center, Musgrave now the coordinator there on the other side. You're looking at the Raiders who fired Ken Norton Jr., and you had a little bit of a mini revolt from their best players, and now you know, more or less a loser leaves town match in terms of these NFL playoff equations. But we're at that winning time of the year. So those teams, even though there's a big muddled mess, particularly in the AFC, we should probably get some separation this weekend. You think so, huh? Because I'm looking at this schedule right now. There's not a lot to be excited about. You're not excited? You're not excited about Tyrod Taylor of Eric Roberts, Buffalo Bills getting back under the center? Eric, say, are you excited about Tyrod Taylor back under center? I don't know if I'm excited about anything anymore for the Buffalo Bills, man. The damage is done. I was there for the the 
feel like the, the bockery. Da- the damage is done to your soul, Eric. It's, I can see you just talking about it right it's now. It's tough. It's tough. Um, I'll be. I'll. My. You watch. need a drink, is what you need. Uh, yeah, wow, I you do. sounded so defeated there. I. I. Tyshirt, turn around, and give him a hug. I. Uh, I felt defeated after walking out of StubHub Center after watching that on Sunday. So it's. Just, oh, I, you were there. I was oh, there he was that, there. Yeah. Especially, oh my cause, god. Because here's the other thing. It's like unlike a lot of folks we know. I know Eric came out of pocket for his tickets. Yeah. So that made it hurt. And that's the thing, you know, oh. I, I, it was for my sister's birthday. Her birthday was earlier in the week. So, you know, we rounded up my brother, his wife, you know, dropped a decent coin to, you know, get up in the end zone pretty oh, close man. to the play. And we were, we were we were close for all those interceptions. So you saw a lot of interceptions coming back your oh, way. Oh, yeah, then. a lot of pick sixes running at me. Keenan Allen celebrated like 15 feet in front of me. It was awesome. Um, Did you think about going WWE and jumping in? <laughs> I was I I started plenty. We want Tyrod chance in the first half. That's for sure. Because I know uh, I, I saw you early in the week and you had no voice left. Yeah, I, I, I you were a defeated man. It was kind of a, a perfect storm. I was sick early in the week, yelling yelling in that. It's I'm still Crying. kind of recovering from yeah. it. It was tough. But Crying. see now you see the emotions come to the top. That's why I it love is. this crew though. They love their teams. You know, Ty shirt when the Steelers have a rough day, the music goes a, a little dark. The Jerry Jones sounds of silence meme we were talking about a little bit earlier. Teicher takes that as the the high point, and then it's all darker from there. Well, you saw me when UConn was playing. I, I didn't know if I was going to come on air if UConn didn't win tonight. I had some extra special stories, and uh, well, they were about you. Oh, had, had okay. you not? Had you bailed on me? Oh, okay. So because just... every time I would have just said allegedly, and it would have been okay to say. Oh, is that that's a new journalism thing, isn't it? I'm a journalist, so I know these things. Yeah, if you, you just go. say allegedly, reportedly, <laughs> there you go. There's nothing according worse, to a source. <laughs> there's nothing worse. There's nothing that drives me crazy more than when something becomes official and people still say reportedly or allegedly. It's like it's not reported. It's out there. Like it's a fact. I don't know. It drives me crazy. I'm just getting off topic here. We're talking about horse meat sandwiches. Relax. At Aaron underscore Torres, if you want to remind him of the greatness of the horse meat sandwich and horse where he can find. Fine purveyors of such quality meats uh, and maybe some cheeses along the way. It's the Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Find me. I'm Mike Harmon over at Swollen Dome. You want to torment Jason Smith at How About a Fresca is where you find him. Coming up next, well, we have the play of the night. We have a little bit of gronking to remember and another baby-making move from across the pond. UK greats, and the, you won't top this story, and I don't know that they have a name yet either. Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. I'm going to intercept this pass. I'm going to intercept it good. Welcome back in. Jason Smith Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mike Harmon alongside Aaron Torres. At Aaron underscore Torres, I'm over at Swollen Dome. Jason Smith will be back on Monday, currently enjoying some holiday, holiday, holiday happiness with his family. Or maybe he's not. Maybe he's passed out drunk somewhere. I don't know. If I know but Jason I Smith. If you know Jason Smith. Which I don't, but if I did. That's okay. That you can, can purport to know him, that that's perhaps the way he would go about his holiday. Like I said, he just strikes me as that kind of guy. Well, there you go. Tis. Guy getting after it on a holiday. I yeah. like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Man after my heart. There you go. Earlier, we talked about Everson Griffin. We had a debate about naming a child. You can get in at Swollen Dome, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter. You got some thoughts on the process and when that gets decided, when that gets to come to fruition. And uh, 
you know, how you go about those. If you have some naming ideas for Aaron eventually to just mull about in his head as he goes through the highways and byways of life, maybe he'll appreciate that as well. I am. I'm blown away by that whole process. Well, I'm blown there's, away. There's lots of stuff, man. A lot of things swirling about. And we need to keep our composure. That is a fact. We need- that's in, Jason t- in about Smith 10 right minutes, now. we Jason, might. As soon right as we um, seed the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios to Ben Maller, perhaps perhaps I will go streaking. You don't know. I'm, I'm feeling kind of powerful today on Are a holiday. Okay. Oh, yeah. Kind of a big deal. Ryan Coakley. 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 Who? Coakley is a soccer player in the U.K. I had to try to get that out really fast. He had himself... Well, a pretty big day. The other day, we talked about Everson Griffin, the the naming, and all he had was, well, he watched his wife give birth on FaceTime and then showed his T-shirt. Well, for this U.K. soccer player, he scores two goals in a game and then sprinted off the field and was substituted for to go attend the birth of his son. Oh, and by the way, he went down the tunnel and got to the hospital still in full kit, still in his cleats, Still in his uniform, and there's photographic evidence of him holding his child, still wearing his knee pads and his shin pads, and looking down at his at his kid. That's that's kind of a dedication. Most yeah. folks would finish the meeting or finish the game and then say, "I'll get there when I get there." Well, I'm amazed by this. Uh, I'm amazed by the. Whole <laughs> I was gonna say the whole child making process, but that would have just. I'm not really amazed by that part. Child gets on a bus. And then, no, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I learned so much about the, the the naming process. But then also what you also told me earlier was that it it feels very important to be there for your first child's birth. But then after that, it's kind of not as important. So I'm wondering, first of all, if this guy, it was his first child. But also, I like the reaction of fans. Like, literally nobody knew this was happening. Nobody knew it was going on. And so... This guy just runs out of the stadium, and everyone's like, what is this guy doing? They thought he was either faking an injury or there was some kind of turmoil with the coach. No, he was going to give birth to – he was going to to watch the birth of his child. There you go. You play plays for Wigan Athletic, competing in League One, scored the goal, and, and then he went at halftime. Stayed in the, in the game long enough to score his second. Uh, we had done the Gronking to Remember uh, lawsuit people pictured on the cover of the gron- gronking to remember erotica uh they were pictured they without their permission they lost so now it's time for the play of the night let's go back to the chargers beatdown of the dallas cowboys and one of the big plays seven seconds on the play clock rivers changing the play stacks eckler behind gates looking to his left throws to his left reception made keenan allen breaks a tackle 20 15 cuts inside 10 Five, another tackle broken. Touchdown, Chargers. There you go. Six. Allen. KFI on the call. Matt Money Smith with it. Uh, Geico, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. For Aaron Torres, I'm Mike Harmon. Ben Miller's next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.